Right now, there's a new birtherism, I guess, conspiracy theory or something ridiculous. And I think it's, it's, it's outright ridiculous. But I'll tell you what's really ridiculous. And as often, I'm always criticizing the media. They're blaming Donald Trump because he was asked by a member of the press corps about Kamala Harris not being a citizen or something. And he said, I don't know anything about it. And that was it. And now the left is going running around, going blah, 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 running stories, claiming that Donald Trump is pushing this conspiracy. There's no winning, is there? Donald Trump gets asked a question and he goes, I'm sorry, what? Oh, huh? I, I heard that today. I don't anything about it. Huh. And apparently that's that's enough. How's it going, everybody? Um, before we get into all the news, I want to mention there is an independent journalist. I you call it whatever you want. I don't. I'm, I'm not uh, super familiar Millie, with Millie Weaver, but I know many people are. And this story has been getting, uh, and there's a viral video. This is a woman who uh, was producing a documentary and the police showed up to her house. And my understanding so far is that her and her husband have been arrested on burglary charges. They were indicted by a grand jury. The reason this is causing, you know, it's spreading around online, I guess is because she was about to release a documentary and and they're alleging something having to do with you know, secret documents or something. So I think a lot of people are concerned that someone's trying to silence her. But I'll be completely honest. I have n- there's there's no news here uh, in the sense. I mean, it's news that she's arrested. What I mean is there's no updates. We have no information. All we know is right now there is a, you know, 50,000 or so tweets going around, which should be trending. It's not trending. And it's about Millie Weaver being arrested. So I'm not super familiar with who she is. But just so you know, you know, that's uh I don't know. Some people were asking about it. But uh, other than that, I'm hanging out with uh, Lydia tonight. Hello. And Sarah Patch Lids. Yeah, we're chilling. It's Friday. Man, I got to be honest with everybody. It's been it's been a crazy week. And I'm all a bit tired. I'm a bit tired. YouTube's giving me the business about the audio bit rate, whatever that means. We didn't change anything. Hmm. And we're going to be uh, we're hanging out and talking about a bunch of stuff. And we're, we're going to keep it chill. We got like this skateboarding story. There's some funny circumstances pertaining to a bookstore that thought they were supporting diversity and inclusion when, in fact, they're putting up a satirical book by Titania McGrath. And so it's all very funny. But uh, we got some we got some uh, uh, bigger news pertaining to just, I don't know, crazy election stuff. The Kamala Harris birtherism, which is just I don't know, man. There's there's some famous lawyer, I guess, who wrote that Kamala Harris isn't really a citizen or at least he entertained the possibility and now Newsweek, because it's published by the mainstream media, has put out multiple editorial notes saying, we're sorry, we didn't mean to stoke racist xenophobia, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't know. They published the story. And it's, it's, I, think, I think these things are a bit, a bit ridiculous, but it's a really, it's, I mean, this guy who wrote this, he's qualified, right? So we've got some updates in, 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 in regards to this. And we'll also talk about I know, I know. Oh, doom and gloom, but uh, bread riots. Yeah. Yeah. I found an article about it. So we're not the only ones thinking this. Yeah. There's people writing about the possibility that food shortages will start hitting now. And it feels like with the, with the mass evictions, the potential for mass evictions, and just the general economic crisis, at a certain point, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, how much of this, like, wh- why haven't we restarted the economy? Why are we still, why are they arresting people? And now you've got The Week, which is written, are bread riots coming? I don't know about bread riots, but the riots we saw in Chicago where people went around looting everything, which I believe had nothing to do with food. The Black Lives Matter activists came out and then later said, well, uh, you know, they, they need to eat. So I don't care what they do. You know, it's reparations. And we saw, we, we saw Ocasio-Cortez, Ocasio-Cortez in the past say that the, the, the spike in murder in New York was about 
bread. And so now people have made it a big joke that, you know, she's telling people they need bread and all that stuff. But uh, let's 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 get started. You know, I, I also I have a skateboarding thing I want to talk about. I got a, I got a bone to pick with Tony Hawk a little bit, and uh, I think it'll be fun. But we'll save it for we'll save it for the for the for towards the end of the show. And we're just gonna hang out. We're gonna chill, and we'll probably take some. You know, we got super chats going. So if you have not already, feel free to hit the like button if you like the show. It's entirely optional. No, hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell if you want to hang out. We do the show Monday through Friday, eight p.m. live, and uh, let's 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 jump to the first story. All right. So this is uh, from Newsweek. Some questions, some questions for Kamala Harris about eligibility opinion from John C. Eastman, professor of law, Chapman University and senior fellow at the Claremont Institute. This man seems he seems knowledgeable, qualified. Mm -hmm. Okay, All right. Okay. so so this guy's qualified. What's his deal? He basically first of all, there's a massive editor's note right at the top. Wow. This op-ed is being used by some as a tool to perpetuate racism. And xenophobia, we apologize. The essay by John Eastman was intended to explore a minority legal argument about the definition of who is a natural born citizen in the United States. But to many readers, the essay inevitably conveyed the ugly message that Senator Kamala Harris, a woman of color and the child of immigrants, was somehow not truly American. Oh, really? Who said that? I don't know. I guess a bunch. Of, they did. Yeah. They, they literally wrote this article. And now we get we get this. This is what we get from the raw story. Trump pushes racist birther conspiracy theory against Kamala Harris during White House briefing. I saw this and I was, um, wow, could Donald Trump really be going in that direction again? Because we talked about this the other day. We've talked about it quite a bit. I think Trump's actually, you know, he's been improving. Yeah, he has. His, his, his attitude. He's gotten a lot nicer. He's gotten a lot less insulting. And that's why this kind of surprised me. I was like, why is Trump choosing to push this right now? Because that's not a really good look. And he's he, got to know that, right? He didn't push anything, in oh, fact. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, let me show you the story and then we'll tell you what's really going on. President Donald Trump pushed a racist conspiracy theory against Senator Kamala Harris on Thursday. Trump was asked by an unknown reporter if Harris was an anchor. What? I, I'm not saying that. Hmm. Wow. What is this? This is not true. Well, that's the media you get. Ooh. Trump Trump was asked by a reporter about the Newsweek article, and they used a disparaging term for somebody who was born to immigrant parents who was ineligible to run for president. The president praised the author of a Newsweek analysis that was widely slammed as racist birtherism, much like the racist birtherism Trump pushed against former President Barack Obama. Wow. And here we go. It's always it's always Aaron Rupar, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, you have a bunch of these like Twitter leftists that it's just lies, man. I wonder at what point the lies are too much, you know? Yeah. yeah. When, when does it push people to the breaking point? I don't think it, I, I guess, I guess never because this guy's got 3.1K retweets and comments. Oh, man. Aaron Rupert tweeted, holy S, Trump pushes a baseless birther style theory about Kamala Harris that holds she's not a citizen because birthright citizenship isn't a thing. I just heard it today that she doesn't meet the requirements. I have no idea if that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to play this for you so you guys can actually hear what really happened. Hopefully it, it works. I don't know. Twitter sometimes gives me the business, which it is now. I am going to play this clip after it refreshes so you can hear what Trump actually said. Can't, can't understand the word you said. There are circulating in social media that Kamala Harris is not eligible to be to run for vice president because she was an anchor baby, I quote. 
do you or can you definitively say whether or not Kamala Harris is eligible, legal, meets the legal requirements to run as vice president? So I just heard that. I heard it today that she doesn't meet the requirements. Uh, and by the way, the lawyer that wrote that piece is a very highly qualified, very talented lawyer. I have no idea if that's right. I would have th I would have assumed the Democrats would have checked that out before she gets chosen to run for vice president. But that's a very serious. You're saying that they're saying that she doesn't qualify because she wasn't born in this country. And that's about it. I have no idea if it's right, but Trump is the one pushing it. Huh. I'm just I'm 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 exhausted, you know. I'm uh, a bit tired. So I kind of had a bone to pick with this lady's question. Because it literally sounds to me like she was scrolling Facebook and she saw a question that said something disparaging about Kamala Harris. And she's like, oh, you bet I, you know, you know what I bet I could do with this? I bet I could get Trump She did. It, she did actually that say that, that phrase. I didn't realize she said that. But yeah. it, was, it was muffled. Yeah, it was very muffled. Yeah. I don't, an unknown reporter, they could have figured out who she was, but this is the reporting that we get today. You know what, man? It's, it feels like it's just getting, I guess, crazier and crazier every day. And it's probably having to do with the fact that the election is getting closer and closer. Yep. We saw that. Well, well let me show you this. Let me show you this. And, and some of you probably have already seen this because I, you know, I do talk about a lot of stuff earlier. The New York Times published this and I thought it was absolutely hilarious, but it's, it's also kind of just mind breaking at a certain point. They actually called Donald Trump, the, they called it the Trump administration. They actually put Trump in a New York Times article. And it just says to me that I don't even, I don't even know how to figure, like, look, when I, when I do news stories, like the things I do all day, I'm using these sources to determine what's happening. Right. But if the New York Times is calling Trump Trump, if Raw Story is, I mean, look, these, these sources are like certified. Look at this. NewsGuard gives it uh, green checks. I mean, it's an 80 out of 100 credibility. What are their failings? They're f the, the failings of Raw Story, they, they don't handle the difference between news and opinion responsibly. Yep. And they don't, they don't label their advertising. Hmm. So I, I use NewsGuard because it's a check on my bias mm -hmm. for all of my sources, uh, for the stories that I use. But if, if, if I have to go to these, these stories and they're going to tell me it's, 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 it's legit, and then I'm going to go to you know, the Daily Wire, for instance, and they say that the Daily Wire is fake news right it gets a red exclamation point yeah because they disagree with them it doesn't even make but media matters gets a, it gets a, a a green check mark really yeah i think if you can't tell the difference to difference between opinion and news it's just give them x just say it's it's it's, it's an opinion site just give them give, give them an opinion give them a check mark that says opinion commentary period because this is not real trump didn't push anything it's literally made up and his name isn't Trump. I'm just at a certain point, you know, if I have to look at news and I'm trying to make, make an assessment about, you know, what I can report to people every day when I do stories and it's just, you know, I, I look at Vox, for instance, they're certified. I look at the New York Times. I look at all these sources and I have to assume they're true. But then all that's really happening is, an, is that I'm assuming certain stories are true. Right. And then I have to what find the stories that aren't true. To, to be fair, I fact, I mean, they, they, Link to the tweet yeah. from the video yeah. and there's 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 nothing in it but no one no one's ever going to click that because all you do is read the headline right and that's all they sometimes needed. you read the opinion sometimes you're like oh my gosh this is exactly what i expected from him yeah and my confirmation my bias has been confirmed and i'm just gonna go with what i think so i had a question about the um 
You turned red? I know. I don't know why. I just noticed. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed or anything. I promise. I think it's just my white balance. <laughs> it's all good. Yep. I had a question about the um, the drumpf thing. That is so strange to me. Do you think it might have just been somebody trolling? Somebody who sneaked in when they weren't supposed to and they're like, this is actually going to be funny and put it in? Because they changed it back like immediately, right? Well, it was up for a while. Yeah. But yeah. do you think it might have just been somebody trolling or somebody trying to cause trouble? I what do you know, think happened man. there? But I hope that they're going to get fired. Yeah. Unless they can, can't find out who did it. Somebody, so, so they, write, they wrote this article and it said the Trump administration initially, and then somebody went in and changed it to the Trump administration. And I quickly archived it. Yes, because of course. that's the, you know, goal. That's amazing. And then, you know, they changed it back. But it just shows you that the people who work at these companies, their intention is not to report the news. Yeah. And so it creates this like actual predicament where if everything I'm supposed to be sourcing, what am I just choosing? What I choose to believe? Right. And then I do stories and we do stories and we just assume like any of this is real. You know what I mean? Yeah. How are we supposed to know now? They could literally make it up and they probably do. Yeah. And then what happens is you get people on the left who will choose a source and they'll say it's legit and they'll say this story is right. And then when you get right wing sources, like I think a really good example of what's broken about media to even with sources like NewsGuard is that they'll say the Daily Wire, for instance, instance, which is Ben Shapiro's outlet right. is factually incorrect. They give it a red exclamation point. But what they do is they aggregate news and then provide conservative commentary on it for the most part. Sometimes they do like a straight news piece. Right. Media Matters, for instance, literally just smears people that's like their whole thing and that gets a green check from newsguard yeah that's confirmed so i i like newsguard and i'm glad they do what they do but i don't understand why they don't pay a little more attention to the actual sources because it's 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 what's interesting is there was recently i was uh wikipedia i guess now determines that fox news is no longer a reliable source really yeah why is that um because fox news too often is out of line with the rest of news and this is something they note on like CNN's reliable sources. And they use that as an excuse to, to claim if you're not walking in lockstep with the rest of the media, then you're fake news. I wonder if Newsweek will acquire Wikipedia's mark of disapproval after this. No, probably no? not. You don't think so? No, I mean, they're desperately trying to clean this up. This is ridiculous. Not only like a patchwork at this at, point. They've, they've published another op-ed, like they published another oh, op-ed cow. noting how it was a mistake. They edited it to say, hey, check out this, 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 you know, opinion piece where we're, we're like apologizing for, you know, writing a birtherism story. And then they actually go on to write another editorial note, which is basically apologizing once again. And it's just like, you know, right now there is this crazy conspiracy theory going around, going on uh, on the left that I think perfectly exemplifies one of the big problems that we have. It's... They believe that mailboxes are being stolen by Trump supporters or by Trump himself, that they're intentionally sending out trucks to snatch up mailboxes so that people can't mail and vote. They're arguing that, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis tweeted that post office trucks literally being stolen by Trump supporters. Mm. And the media never does anything about this. Right. But I'll be banned on YouTube for talking about something, you know. Yeah, certain things. I mean, Twitter, Twitter literally just banned Anybody who mentions the QAnon stuff. Yeah. It's like, okay, fine. You know, Twitter's going to make going to make this move, but they allow any and everything far left and unhinged to just persist. I remember when I started thinking about this, I I started thinking, I, I really hate all these conspiracy theories that come from the right. And then I was like, wait, 
why don't any conspiracy theories come from the left? And I was like, wait a second, every single one of them is mainstream. Like um, Rachel Maddow talking about how they're going to turn off the lights in Fargo in the winter. Turn or, off the electricity. Or, yeah, yeah. And um, Russiagate and all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, these things are commonly accepted. And it doesn't, so it doesn't look like a conspiracy theory to them. Everything that happens on the left that's a conspiracy theory is considered acceptable. Yeah. Everything that happens on the right, whether it's proven or not, is a conspiracy theory. Until it's proven true, in which case it's immediately forgotten. This is my theorem. I don't. Why? How does the media have this power? I don't know. Who gave them this power? No, Seriously, no, no. I, I, why do we trust them? I, no, I mean, I mean, the question is, why, why, why is what what we talk about being dictated to us by the likes of the New York Times? I get it. For a long time, they set the news cycle, and I think there's a there's, a, there's an issue with conservatives too often chasing after yeah, the left constantly, I and that and it. that's it. Yeah. We're constantly playing catch up. Even even with the story of Canon Hinnant, mm-hmm. finally we see uh, you know CNN and other outlets start talking about it, and now we're seeing a bunch of meme posts refuting it, arguing that it's racist to bring up the story. I'm not I'm not kidding. Wow. And conservatives are constantly playing catch up or or chasing after the narrative that comes out from the. From, from mainstream news. So do you think it's because the news has started to like being the news? Like Newsweek has just made a huge splash with this ridiculous article that they're trying to oh, fix they're panicking, in real time. I, somebody's having a really bad day over there. I think Josh Hammer, the opinion editor, is probably really struggling with this. It's it, Well, I don't know if they think they're going to get banned. I think you need to hold up something that's white in front of your face because okay, the yeah, camera broke. Yeah, all right, let me try that. No, I think it's, I think it's something that conservatives need to figure out, I suppose. Because there was, I was reading an article once about how conservatives don't do news. They do commentary. Yeah. And because of that, they're constantly beholden to narratives from the left. So the mainstream press will write something that's totally fake. Conservatives will then chase after it. And you'll get a big news cycle where the left and the right talk about it. Right. And the left doesn't care when the conservatives correct them. So, so you know, basically, you've got the New York Times that... I wonder why they even bothered correcting the word Trump. Yeah. What do they care? What they did it and you know if they put out fake news like with Covington, it took an it took an extreme amount of energy to finally get all these outlets to actually correct and when they started correcting, they didn't actually do an initial full correction. Did they Co- just stop talking about it? When the Covington stuff happened, I, you know, I, I'm like, I'm, I don't care about this. Right. You know, th- so for those, for those that don't know, this is the story where the kids were like standing on the Lincoln Memorial stairs and the Native American guy came up and I, I just ignored it because it didn't make sense to me. I was like, I don't understand why, why this matters to everybody. Yeah, nothing happened. And then a bunch of people started pointing out the Native, the, the Native American guy walked up to the kids. So once I saw that, then I started reporting on it. Right. I said it was fake news. In, so this is like literally a day later. I got a ton of views, got like half a million views on my video. People were sharing it. And there was also Robbie Suave of Reason, uh, Reason right? Mm-hmm, I believe so. He was also saying like, hey, this narrative is not true. And the media company's initial response was like they waited two days before finally coming out and saying, oh, it's a little different than we thought. Mm-hmm. And then two days later and then two days later. And then finally they were like, it turns out new camera angles reveal. How was it that these reporters knew less than random people on Twitter. And how is it that they get away with, with, you know, running narrative all the time? 
at what point do conservatives stop paying attention to what they're saying and then just roll with their own narratives and not even conservatives, but moderates or anybody else? Well, what would that look like? Like, I mean, I mean, if the National Review or, you know, whatever published a story. And I think a lot of people, a lot of Trump supporters don't like the National Review, National Review, but they need to do their own journalism. I mean, I think I think real clear politics is right leaning. They're, they're probably not right-leaning, but they're more likely to give a right perspective on on on, uh, on some op-eds. Yeah, I think um, All Sides gives them like a center balance, right? Let me hold up this white thing and see if this works. Yeah, I have I no know. idea got why. got really red. Let's see. You need to hold it over your face. Ooh, goodbye. My camera's broken. Ooh. Camera's no, break. I really, I really am this red. I'm too, I'm too, uh, I'm too exhausted, man. <laughs> no worries. It'll I'm be too, fine. Yeah, you know what? I think, I think just in general you've got you've got all of this political stuff that's going on and to be to to be a little bit more personal like to to deal with 16 hours of work per day to deal with the frustrations of literally everything and then you know we get the, the white balance breaks and a camera. camera and i'm just like dude we are we are we are sitting you know a couple months away from this election every day the media is just another fake just completely fake BS. You know, the story about Kamala, Trump did it, whatever. And now, now, now Hillary is, is it, it, it is amusing to me how quickly I'm, I'm almost reticent to show my face again. Cause it's so red. Cool. I like it. We'll go your with face it. is red. You get, I love it. Um, I really like how quickly Newsweek is editing this now that it's, that people are giving them a hard time, but it's the left. Exactly. In comparison to the Covington thing, where it was two days later and then two more days later, and slowly the truth is kind of squeezed out of them. This, because it goes contrary to the narrative, they're fixing it in real time. It's kind of interesting to watch that dichotomy taking place. I'm sick. I'm sick of it. Yeah. You know, it's it's like you look any major brand and they will, you, you get some stupid left-wing narrative and that's the only thing that's ever allowed to be pushed. And the same is true on YouTube. And the same is true on, so, on, on Twitter and Facebook. And the, the, way I, the way I've described it before is, I think, I think we talked about this the other day. If you only have a, if you're only allowed to talk about the left perspective, then the only direction you can go is to the left. That and, makes sense. And you just drive straight off the cliff. Absolutely. Like a good example is COVID. Our, our country is literally falling apart. There's they're, we're, they're they're talking about bread riots. Right. I'm not even kidding. I'm, I'll, let me we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll pull it up. That. That's interesting. Are bread riots coming to America? Also, notice the <laughs> ad at the top is a bunch of body armor. Huh. Are bread riots coming to America? You know what? I don't know, but maybe. But here, the the issue I see is the the big problem I think it's affecting us right now is that we can't talk. Literally, no one can talk about say hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. And you have Dr. Harvey Risch of Yale, MD, PhD, writing op-ed after op-ed about how he thinks it is helpful. Yeah. About how it, we can use it to, to end this crisis. You've got articles coming out, coming out about the low death rate. Right. The deaths going down. But the only thing you're allowed to talk about is that it's getting worse, period. Even though most people don't see it, you know, uh, I, you look at the polling for Republicans they almost exclusively don't care about it. Right. At all. Like the Sturgis motorbike rally, they just show up. Yep. They're doing their thing. But when you look to the left, they're screeching. Like, why won't people wear masks? They're and terrified. They want to give you oxytocin to make you more likely to wear your mask. Yeah. 
So what are we supposed to do? You know, it's 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 interesting. I, I did a segment on um, on masks mm-hmm. because we had the uh, Atlas Gym in New Jersey. They actually revoked the business license of the city did. Right. Yeah, it was the city and it was a Democratic council and it was five to one. And what what is this? You know, if the if the media doesn't allow conversations like the, the, the Newsweek one and they have to panic because they're terrified of this activist group of people like we're, we're screwed, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not even kidding. We're talking about 30 to 40 million evictions. And if anyone steps out of line, even the president, it's just lie after lie after lie in the media. The only thing you're allowed to do. I mean, I'll tell you what, if I came out and made a video where I pushed the most unhinged and insane far left conspiracy about COVID saying it was worse and the end is coming and it's Trump's fault, I'd be fine. Yep. They wouldn't do anything negative. Yeah. I, I, I could read one article talking about hydroxychloroquine and then they shut it down. They ban you. And, I, and there have been YouTubers already banned. It's so weird, this article to me, because in it, they talk about how desperate people are getting and how much they're struggling and how little money they have and what an issue it is for them to be stuck in, you know, COVID nightmare, COVID purgatory. And their final solution is to say that they are in need of government help. That's their ultimate sentence. They're like, we just need help from people. Like, we need help from the government. The Republicans have to be willing to give people things. And I'm like, why don't we just reopen the economy? Why don't we let people go to work? You're not allowed to say that. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. And it's and it's it's tiresome, man. It is it it is it is increasingly tiresome. It is increasingly frustrating that you know the, the restrictions that are increasingly put put in place. I, I think things are getting better. I mean, we just saw Crowder got reinstated into the partner yeah, program. Yeah, that's great. So hopefully, you know, it's not that bad and it's it's getting better. But you look at what's going on in New York, and it feels like sometimes. They're trying their hardest to help Trump win by destroying everything. Yeah, and you Trump- kind of you kind of floated that theory before that they actually want Trump to win. And I've kind of seen that with the media where they get this huge bump from him. So to me, that kind of makes sense. Maybe that's they would it. want to keep him in. I don't know, but maybe that's it. Yeah. Uh, there was an article we had from Digiday talking about how all these news outlets are starting to panic. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do once Trump is out of office? Like their revenue stream is gone. Who are they going to talk about? I mean, cable TV for sure. I think everyone except Tucker Carlson and Hannity will just evaporate overnight. Yeah. Tucker and Hannity had record uh, ratings mm-hmm. for cable history. Yeah. That's weird to me, especially considering, like, I mean. No one even watches cable anymore, right? But they, they, they do for them, I suppose. Yeah. And so I think if Trump were to lose, yeah, CNN's gone, MSNBC whatever all these channels are just gone fox news would still be around but their ratings would be a lot lower right and i wonder what it is that that causes cable tv to do that well i I understand it's trump but like why cable tv specifically i think it must it must just be older people an older demographic it's not it's not true no you don't it's it's not it's it's not what are the stats on it it's it uh tucker carlson specifically is getting like 30 year olds really yeah 30 year old dudes i did not know that yep that's like the coveted demographic. It is, yeah. He's nailing it. And then you're actually, we're actually seeing the key demo go up for the for these other other channels as well. I definitely think COVID has pushed people into a you know like really politically active space. Yeah. Well, it's definitely pushed them home and you, given them more free time. It's given them free time to catch up on the news. And I think 
probably more people are following current events than uh, were before because they have time. They're not at work anymore. Right, exactly. Sit around and think. And, yeah, there's no sports. Right. Oh, so yeah. Huh. I'm, and, and I'm seeing a lot of people get active on Twitter. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. Because it's like, man, if only we could do something else. But but yeah, it's it's, you know, people are getting active on Twitter. I'm seeing people I know from back home all of a sudden now are tweeting nonstop. Turning up. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's and I'm fun. like, these are people who, who don't normally talk about anything. They're being activated. They are being activated. Oh. I think it's partly due to the, uh, the Democrats strategy. They need a massive voter turnout. They do, don't they? Yeah. So, you know, look, I'm not one to push conspiracies, but I got to say, when the governors of these states are arresting people for opening their businesses with no scientific justification, I'm like, are you really that dumb and evil? Maybe. I don't but, know. But what? That would be the simplest solution, wouldn't it? They're dumb and evil? Yeah. They're just dumb. Maybe just dumb. I guess we could give them the benefit of the doubt and just call them kind of dumb. Why would I give them the benefit of the doubt? Fair point. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know. There's there. You know, I saw somebody posted uh, earlier that Trump was evil again. Another one. And oh. I'm just thinking to myself, like, as time goes on, they used to have there used to be arguments that I would hear about Trump. And I'd be like, that's a good point. You know, he's, he's an imperfect guy. Now, the only arguments they have are so unhinged. I'm like, I don't remember. I don't remember the last time someone said something about Trump that was bad that actually made a point that made me consider Trump was bad. Right. And that makes me think, you know, everything I've observed that I didn't really like about Trump, I observed for myself. I did not need anyone else to tell me that Trump made a mistake, that he called someone a name, that he said the wrong thing in a press conference. I saw that for myself. So when, I mean, maybe it's just because the media is breaking and we're all starting to pay attention. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, I, I know it's, it's true to say early on, in in you know Trump's in the in the 2015 cycle, they were lying about what Trump was saying. Oh yeah, and then we had the Shinzo Abe thing. So mm-hmm. I've known there's been a lot of lies, but there there's been legit things. Like you know the easiest thing to, to call to is the Rosie O'Donnell thing. Yeah, you know what's crazy is that I I that a lot of people don't know this. There's that viral video of where Trump is doing the arm thing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Where I he do. like he like shakes and he he puts his arm up or whatever, and he's like duh duh, and. All, the media ran this narrative that he was mocking a disabled journal, a disabled journalist, like a certain journalist, a specific guy who has. An, I'm like, was that a setup? Did like how did, did Trump it, fall? like? I don't I don't understand because tr- apparently I've seen I've seen the videos now. Trump does that to make fun of everybody. Have you ever seen? I'm going to ask this seriously, and I don't mean this in any kind of disrespect. Have you ever seen a reporter who's had a developmental disability like that before? No. That, I think it might have been a setup, and that's a terrible thing to say. I mean, I don't know. No, no. You don't think so? No, because wh- wh- how are you going to? Tr- I mean, I guess they could trick Trump. They knew like Trump likes to do this, so right. let's. Set, but that's that's silly because you never know when Trump's going to act crazy or whatever. True, and you know what? That would have required a little bit of forethought. So I will rule that out completely because I don't think they have any forethought whatsoever. I've I've never been more conspiratorial in my life than this whole year this year yeah because it it's like things make literally no sense why like you you i, I can't remember who tweeted about this but the, um it was like a journalist it was a prominent journalist that the uh, oh i think it was a guy who was, used to be with the new york times the Sun Belt states never locked down they're doing fine south dakota never locked down their gdp is actually like slightly up yeah all of these other states are putting sick people in nursing homes or did Jeez, yeah and they're shutting things down and for what? Uh, apparently for like some kind of gigantic virtue signal. I really don't know because 
If you're putting sick people in nursing homes, what really are you going for? To me, that feels like nothing but a virtue signal saying we're doing something and maybe not even the right no, thing. No, that, 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 that had to be some kind of, I don't know, man. To me, that's like pure evil because right. I've worked in hospitals and nursing homes. That is not a place where you take that kind of stuff lightly. Like you put on PPE for everything that someone else might get. You, you really wanted to make sure that your old people don't get sick. They put people with COVID in nursing homes in multiple states. Yep. And for for what reason did they do this? And now a large portion of those who died were in nursing homes. Yeah. And, and yeah, old people are naturally immunocompromised at a certain point, especially people in nursing homes. That is cruel. That's, not, That's it, really cruel. There's there's no like conspiracy theory. It's literal. It's like. No, they, this happened. Yeah. They they took people and put them in, the, in, in, in a place with the most COVID vulnerable people possible. And that accounted for a lot of the death. Like the people who are more likely to die from COVID are older people. Of course. Yeah. So why would they do that? And that's why, look, I'm, I've never been more conspiratorial. I haven't either. Been. It's making me feel a little weird because I'm not naturally conspiratorial. I tend to, I'm very skeptical. I'm like, I don't believe, you know, I want to see for sure what's happening, but I'm watching them put sick people in with old people. And I'm like, what is happening and why? I hate it. I really like old people. And then you have to speculate. Because they can't be that stupid. There's no way. And and I think Cuomo's even talked about it. He blamed Trump for it. He's like, oh, Trump told us to do it or something like that. Then why are I mean, all the states not doing it? Because they're full of it. They're lying. <sighs> yeah, I, 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 have, I, I, I have no answer. All I can tell you is, man, it's, it just feels intentional. Yep. And then what about the riots? You know what? You know what I was thinking the other day? They could have released that body cam footage as pretty much as soon as they had it. Keith Ellison said no. Why did Keith Ellison say no? He literally said, I don't want to compromise a, a successful prosecution. Really? Yes. Huh. That's that's actually what his reason was. That's amazing. And now the body cam footage has come out from the George Floyd incident. And we know this the initial the narrative they gave us was not true. But I, I even read the report. Mm -hmm. It's it's so it's so uh, man. I had someone uh, criticizing me on Facebook, saying that I wouldn't talk about the police brutality, and I'm like, I have and I, I I cover this like every to every degree. When when the George Floyd thing happened, I literally you know went step by step. I remember that, yeah. And I read I read one of the reports that said they pulled him out of the vehicle for some reason, and then pinned him down, and I was like, wow, and I was like, that's it. They pulled him out again. Yeah. They could they had him in the vehicle. They pulled. Turns out. He kicked his way out and he said, hold me on the ground. I'm claustrophobic and all these things. Three times. Yeah. And so I still think it was a, you know, it's an unfortunate circumstance and we, we don't want these things to happen, but they held on to that body camera footage that would have proven all this and stopped all of it. Yeah. And by the time they let it out, the riots were off and running. Like there was no stopping this and people were rioting for reasons of their own. And it's, it's taken on a life of its own. Like, I don't even know what people are on about anymore. You know, what really bugs me. Hmm. I keep getting text messages from the same numbers for the same candidates but from different people like they hand each other the phones yeah. and say just try again that sounds like fun yeah so uh i got a text message i think yesterday and they were like can we count on you to make a donation to you know this progressive or whatever and i said straight up i was like absolutely not because i'm tired of the riots and i'm tired of the lies yeah like the riots have been going on and the media is acting like it's not happening what did they say they, I understand. Can I ask who you're supporting? 
the only person who has said they will deal with the riots. And like, and who is that? And I'm like, I hope you have a nice day. Yeah. And then today I get a text message from the same number. It's a different name. Hi, this is Jack. Yesterday, you know, yesterday it's like, hi, it's Mike. Now it's Jack or your Sarah or whatever. And we're hoping you can contribute to the campaign of this person or whatever. And I'm like, I told the person the exact same thing yesterday. I was like, you know, they raised the bridges in Chicago and shut down the, the, the loop area. They're like, shouldn't people know about what's going on? They sure should. I wonder why it is YouTube allows channels like this to exist. Like ours? Yeah. What makes you wonder? Like, because we're talking bad about the narrative <laughs> and, and, and everything they've put forward. Like the, 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 I don't know. Is it to feign there's some kind of objection to, I think, to, I think so. And I think, I think they have to pretend that they're mildly objective. I don't think they see any way around that. Because with so many different avenues of social media, there's going to be some way you can speak up and say something. I think maybe it has to do with, like, yes, you know, they, they want to make it look like you have an objective platform. Yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with if there is no, you, you have controlled opposition, essentially. Hmm. Not that there's anyone at YouTube telling me what to say, but I do think it's rather interesting that certain channels seem to do okay and certain channels don't and certain channels get deleted. And I think... There's an acceptable opposition that these companies feel safe with. I think it's mostly business related, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was political as well. Like they're, they're both interests that companies have. And so it's basically like one of the things I've talked about before is how they spin the wheel mm -hmm. so that far left becomes left, you know, right wing becomes far right, yep. centrist becomes right wing. They want to shift everything over. And so they're okay with like, you know, a liberal like me doing content that's, you know, talking, you know, against the Democrats because they want an acceptable opposition. Right. That almost sounds like an art of war strategy. So if you if you have opposition, do everything in your power to kind of contain them and control them to a level that you can you can actually like keep track of what they're saying. He's worried about my camera. We'll see if we can fix it. Yeah. That'd be great. What do Is you think? Yeah, it, oh, it's just It's frustrating. Yeah. I shouldn't hold that up. We're chilling. Yeah. I'm exhausted, man. To be completely honest, I'm I'm super exhausted. I, I work 16 hours a day, all day, every single day. It's a long week. It's a long week, man. And it's rough, especially with, you know, just, just with the news and the riots. And I think one of the big issues for me especially is that it's all the same every single day. It does get a little repetitive. I know. And I, I've talked about it too. It's like I wake up and... It's we just increment the number on the riots. Right. And then you get the same garbage narrative, the peaceful protests, mm -hmm. the people, the peaceful protests are, 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 you know, at it again. It's like, what, what am I going to do? Am I going to wake up every day and be like the same thing that happened yesterday happened today? But again, yes, because no one's doing anything about it for 90 days. Man, I know a lot of people, you know, they say like, it's really important. You're, you're fighting the fake news narrative and stuff like this. I mean, some chick got arrested. Millie, we Millie Weaver. Yeah, I don't know who she is, and I don't, you know, I don't know what you got arrested for, but it's creepy yeah. stuff, man. I don't know. See, I, I, it was a grand jury indictment, right? So this is something yeah. they've been. Well, working that's what on they said on the camera. Yeah, right. Okay. Something they work on for a while. Burglary yeah, so, charge. So I don't. We don't know what she did. We really don't know anything about it because people are asking me too. I just, I am the tomato lady tonight. That's how it's gonna be. I'm sorry, guys. It's fine. It's all good. I'm just very badly sunburned. It's I am a very Irish. Here, switch it back. Tell. All right. There's Tim. He's fixing it. 
I'm trying. Maybe. I'm trying to fix it. <laughs> Maybe we're gonna fix it. Oh, thanks for bearing with us, guys. Tonight is really uh, fun, fascinating. Well, we're booking some guests. Yes, we are. Oh, and man, I'm excited about that too. It's yeah. coming up soon, right? Yeah, yeah. Two days. Cool. We're gonna be talking to some people about how they left the left, stuff like that. I know. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing that uh, that comes up all the time. Yeah, but more everyone more has people. a different story, so I'm really interested to hear what this this person has to say, and what we can kind of figure out. And maybe it's something that is they've seen in their family and friends too that would be really that would be encouraging i would be happy to hear that if people who are on who are liberals or even leftists were like i'm really tired of this nonsense you know someone had a shop i knew them it got knocked down in these riots and i think it's crazy so i'm gonna vote for a certain orange-skinned gentleman well you're red yeah i know i know you know what i wonder if it has to do with this i feel kinship with uh mr uh trump there i don't know maybe it's the ufo no we that we got the lights on sometimes let's see if it works no you're still red but i'm happy whatever it's all good you're right i think actually maybe maybe it was the ufo it could be because you're wearing a lot of blue or something possibly let's talk about something funny yes and uh take this out this is amazing james Lindsay. (laughs) was it death scar conceptual james yeah tweeted lol woke at andrew doyle for those that aren't familiar andrew doyle runs a parody twitter account called titanium mcgrath and when I saw this tweet, he, he's, it says, LOL woke. And it's, he's quoting Bronco Bookstore, who said, we've put together a section at the Bronco Bookstore of books that focus on diversity, equity, and inclusivity. Check it out and get the conversation started. All books are also available on our website. Can I, can I, can I talk about this a little bit? Sure. Because I, I feel like he kind of buried the lead a little bit on this one, because this looks like a great display. So if you click it and look at it, this is fantastic. We can see Stacey Abrams. We'll make we the can picture see... bigger. Look at this. Oh, yeah, I can do that. How huh. to be an anti-racist yes. by Ibram X. This Kendi. This wonderful instruction. I'm just surprised, you know, white fragility isn't right here. It's time to talk. It's time to listen. And this bookstore is so woke. You want to know how woke they are, Tim? They have. Look at this book here in the right-hand corner. It is a book that is literally called Woke. And you guys know who it's by, right? That is by our favorite blonde-haired, bespectacled lady on Twitter, Miss Titania McGrath. Titania. Titania. My bad. She's named after the, the name. Like, is, yeah, I think the it's nymph. Like... He's a, he's a, so this guy, Andrew Doyle, is a literature expert, and he read a lot of Shakespeare. And Ti- Titania, Titania, oh my gosh, is the queen of the fairies. So he picked her name, <laughs> and he uses her to virtue signal loudly. And this is his book. Woke. It's satire. Okay. Andrew so Doyle the, the, is the, the man. The, the, the joke is, I guess the humorous <laughs> moment is that they created this display of actual woke books. Yep. It's time to talk and listen. Lead from the outside, Stacey Abrams. And they put a satirical anti-SJW book, which mocks them to no end. Yep. And we get Jarvis DuPont. Jarvis DuPont is also a fake SJW on Twitter. He's um, how many followers? He's is he her do? boyfriend, I guess. Is he? <laughs> I don't know. He's got one hundred twenty-six thousand followers. He says, "I use my white privilege as a raft to transport minorities from the cave of oppression to the <laughs> island of equal prosperity." Trans, she, her, lesbian. <laughs> We're gonna get in trouble. Are Jarvis we? says, "Yes, good to see Titania McGrath getting at least a small fraction of the recognition she deserves." Although disappointing to not see her on the plinth. Do better next time, Bronco <laughs> Bookstore. Let me op- let, let me show you let me show you what happens when you open Titania McGrath. Titania's following no one, and that's what you get. Whoa. Yeah. Temporary restriction. They really don't like the prominence 
of Andrew Doyle's satirical creation. I love it. Check us out. Caution. This account is temporarily restricted. Ooh, are we ready? Let's view the profile. Yes. So Titania. There she is. She's so lovely with her glasses. So check us out. Tit- uh, you guys know Titania. You probably know Titania. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about Titania, I guess, for now, because I think it's hilarious. This book is, is, is up there. And there are some new jokes from Andrew Doyle. Titania says, I have written a book for children. It's called My First Little Book of Intersectional Activism. Uh-huh. The next generation must be taught to think exactly like me. Mm-hmm. Pre-order immediately. <laughs> and Joseph Stalin is right there. Oh, my gosh. So there's a bunch of names. Um, Brie Larson. Brie, where? Really? Down where? at the bottom left corner. Oh, yeah. yeah Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. Congratulations. Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. Mm-hmm. Joseph Stalin. Oh, my gosh. Linda Sarsour. Jessica is... Yanni. Very cool. Wow. Just a who's Ooh. who. Of, yeah, somebody highlighted Joseph Stalin right there. <laughs> Joseph Stalin. Oh, this is enjoyable. I like Those are book. your intersectional activists. Mm-hmm. And there was a... Uh, I'll show you a funny tweet from Titania. Where is that one? Uh, here we go. Future generations will thank us if we successfully eliminate heterosexuality. Yes, preach, queen. Wait, how does that work? That's exactly, it, it doesn't. <laughs> That's exactly the point. I know. So any, anyway, you guys know, you, you probably have heard of Titania. We've talked about Titania before. We actually did this big thing where we went through a whole bunch of posts uh, where Titania called out everything is, is racist. Yes. So again, this is Andrew Doyle who runs the account. It's a brilliant creation. And he actually put together, through Titania, of course, all of these articles about how literally everything is racist. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. He does satire, but these articles were real. Yeah. And depressing because it was everything. Right. So it's like not seeing colors racist, seeing colors racist. Yep. It's, 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 women it, are racist, apparently. Wi- women are? Women. Mm-hmm. Just women. in general. It, just all, in general. They're the all entire, racist. Yeah, you know, 3.5 billion people. Racist. It, I, what? Yeah. Remember? That was <laughs> no. one of the articles on the <laughs> list. women are yeah, racist? Yeah, women in general. I remember thinking. I mean, well, they think huh. everyone is racist. So yeah, if that's I mean, the case. I mean, you got to cross the net yeah. pretty wide. But. Anyway, the, the reason why I'm showing you the absurdity of <laughs> saying future generations won't exist if we right, limit. Right, right, right. But that's, that's, that's what ends up getting propped up on. Uh, that's, what, that's what they end up putting. I, I'm, I'm, is this a joke? I don't, I don't think one, it is. One of those is especially helpful. Yes. <laughs> This makes me feel better a little bit because things have been, what? A little down, but I really, really like, and I'm going to point out, I hope, so everyone else can enjoy this with me, is the title of Stacey Abrams' book, which is Lead from the Outside, Oof. which implies that she is not the governor of Georgia, which makes me very I sad. I thought she said she was. I thought she was, too. That was 2018. She has not let go of the dream, but apparently based on the title of her book, she's not. How could how could Biden and Kamala actually win? Dude, I don't see it. And here's why. I was thinking, who in the world is less likable than Hillary Clinton? And I can only think of one person. You know who it was? Kamala? Yeah, it was Kamala Harris. <laughs> and I was when like, they, uh, am I going to guess? <laughs> yeah, you have to guess. Sorry. When they called her name as the uh, choice for Joe Biden, I was like, you know what? I feel good. I'm feeling good. That made my day good. Everybody was, was laughing. Like, Dude. We did a video. Everybody was laughing. I did like four videos on it. <laughs> it, it, it was like everybody kind of knew he was going to do it. Yeah. And then it was all just like Twitter was it was it was a rainbow hand holding kumbaya kind of moment. It was fantastic. For everyone agreed. Everyone agreed. Literally yeah, everyone. Everyone agreed. This is, this is like everyone agreeing uh, about certain incidents in that one jail that one time not happening. There was a really funny tweet. Uh, 
I can't, it, it was, the, it was, I think the Reagan battalion mm-hmm. said that the RNC newsletter talks about liberals or whatever, you know, ragging on Kamala. Yeah. And it was like some Young Turks people and so, and like Kyle Kalinske and then like Michael Tracy. And then a bunch of people started laughing like none of these people are like actual Democratic based voters. Yep. And Kyle Kalinske responded. He's a progressive commentator, for those I don't know. Wait till the Republicans see what I say about them. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, it was it was funny because you actually ha- it created a unity moment. You know, I think Kamala is really something special. And I appreciate and respect her because wait, she wait, is- Hold on. What did you just call her? Kamala. Yeah, why? <laughs> Kamala. Yeah, I quickly corrected it there. I have a I have a hard time with her name. You have to understand that pronouncing her name wrong, her name wrong is racism. Not only racism, but sexism, because it shows you don't respect women. Women. What was I saying? Oh, did you? No, for, you <laughs> well, it's because out. you. It's it's your fault <laughs> I know. for being a bigot. My racism blinded me, and I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Did you Kamala see? Kamala is wonderful. Did you see? Yes. No. <laughs> no, wait, I remembered. Okay. Okay, what I really like about her is that she has found a way to be awful to every single demographic in different <laughs> ways. It's really, I, I really think that's what's going to bring us together as a country to vote against Joe Biden in November. I think maybe they were like, what What can we do to make the worst possible, like who are the worst people in the world like that we have right now? Oh, I don't know. No, they did. Special they found Justice it. Warriors? No, they did. Yeah, Kamala and, and Biden. Yeah, yeah. I like, think who you're are right. the worst possible candidates? The to put least up? charismatic. Everybody. Joe Biden's falling asleep. Yep. And Kamala is is Kamala, and she's a despo- despotic lunatic. Yeah, it's the issue. Isn't that she is a cop? It's really not. She's everything that's wrong with everything that they complain about about police. She has done it all. She's really made corruption like her specialty. I mean, well, it's like we were saying the other day. You can get non-policing mm-hmm. so, and and kind of overboard. Yep. So I was making fun of Kamala and somebody tweeted at me that Tim is no longer tough on crime, pro-Trump or whatever. And I was like, first of all, no. I Like, there's a difference between saying, yes, police, please arrest that man who was lighting that building on fire with people inside. Yes. Or like when the dude showed up in Tacoma with the rifle throwing firebombs, it's like, please do not hurt these men who are standing outside this building. And, and please, police, and, you know, help stop this man who's throwing firebombs and shooting at people. There's a difference between that and Kamala Harris, who's like, I'm, you know, she's cackling about how homeless mothers are being locked up because their kids aren't going to school. Yep. She's joking about smoking marijuana because of her background, while people that she put in jail for marijuana offenses are literally languishing in jail if they're not fighting forest fires because she thought it would be a good investment to make them work for nothing well, and well, to lengthen their sentences well, for not nothing, well, like a dollar an hour. A dollar an hour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I repent. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Lydia. I think you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're wrong. How so? You said un- more unlikable than Hillary. Ooh. I think Hillary. Are you challenging is, me on that? I'm. I am. Well, I guess if <laughs> if I had to make an assessment on the on the point system of unlikability. Okay. Yeah. Let's do I think it. Hillary's way more unlikable than Kamala. Yeah. What makes you say that? Uh, I. It probably has more to do with the fact that we've seen more of Hillary. Okay. Yeah. So that's fair. But but, I think there was that comment that one time at one time Mm -hmm. they're talking about julian assange Mm -hmm. and hillary was reported to have said can't we just drone this guy and then i think their response was like it was a joke no it wasn't wasn't that's all they did during the obama administration what what was it we came we saw he died yeah fantastic commentary that's just wonderful 
I like to imagine like Obama, he's got like his, his he's got, he's, he's like in work attire. So he's got like a button up shirt with his, his sleeves are rolled of up. Of course they are. Yeah. And he's like sitting on the couch with his feet up on the coffee table and he's like texting. Mm-hmm. And then like Hillary's sitting like smoking a cigarette. And then Obama's just like, oh man, there's like some guy in the Middle East. And then Hillary's like, I'll just drown him. He's like, oh, he presses the button. Just like that, that willy nilly just like, just, oops, it was a 16 year old American. Yep, doesn't oh, bother that was Obama. at all. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we just need to see more of Kamala. My friends, I have really good news for all of you. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. You look thrilled. What? Yeah, what is it? Do you know what the good news is? I do. <laughs> you do know what it is. I think I do. Hillary Clinton is back, baby. Yes. Speak of the devil. Hillary Clinton is back. She shall appear. Hillary Clinton says she's ready to serve in a Biden administration. Former Secretary of State and defeated 2016 candidate hints at a return to D.C. and wants to help fix yeah. the U.S. Fix the U.S. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we need Hillary to help us fix the U.S. Oh, no. We do. We got that Cheeto dictator in office, man. Uh, and all and, and Drumpf. Oh. Drumpf. We got, Drumpf. We, got, we got the great New York Times. That's right. I got finally, a source on that now. Finally calling out Drumpf. They got him. Man, Hillary they Clinton got him. Back. Okay, He'll never okay. recover. Enough yeah, we should read this. the article. Hillary Clinton says she's ready to serve in a Biden administration. Oh. Um, the former 2016 Democratic presidential candidate was speaking during the 19th rep, uh, Represents Summit when she made the remarks. I am ready to help in any way, in any way, and in any way I can, because I think this will be a moment where every American, I don't care what party you are, I don't care what age, race, gender, I don't care. Every American should want to fix our country, Clinton said. So if you're asked to serve, you should certainly consider that. Clinton served alongside Joe Biden in the Obama administration as Secretary of State. Her tenure was highly criticized by Republicans who questioned her handling of the 2012 Benghazi terror attack. Mm-hmm. I'm thrilled to welcome Kamala Harris to a uh, to a historic, a historic. You told me it was an historic. I did. And uh, they're wrong. A historic Democratic ticket. Clinton tweeted Tuesday. <gasps> she tweeted wrong. Ha-ha. She tweeted wrong. She's already proven herself to be an incredible public servant and leader. Oh. And I know she'll be a strong partner to Joe Biden. Please join me in having her back. Blah, blah, blah. We get it. She, oh she announced. OK, listen, I've I've I've. I did a segment on my main channel talking about the potential for history repeating itself. Yes. Because they keep bringing up Mondale. They did an article. Uh, it was, it was, I think it was the New York Times, right? Not sure. It was, um, oh, what's her name? I can't even remember the name of the woman who did this. But she wrote about how it's been 36 years yes. since uh, a man had a woman on, on, on the ticket together or whatever. And Hillary Clinton responded with like, I'm pretty sure Tim Kaine and I didn't hallucinate right. the 2016 cycle. And I thought it was actually really funny that they screwed it up that bad because Hillary is a, <laughs> it's a woman. Yep. But uh, anyway, they fixed it and they send it back to Mondale because uh, Walter Mondale had Geraldine Ferrero. I think I'm pronouncing her name right. Yeah, something like that. As his running mate. And they're likening what's happening now a bit to that race. That is an interesting race to compare to. A 49-state landslide. So anyway, anyway, I, I, I'm rehashing this specifically for a reason. If there was anything that could guarantee, in my opinion, a 49-state landslide, anything. First, we have mass riots going on for like 76 days in Check. Portland. Yep, got that. That you get, get, get this. Most of you, you, you may know this. I, I know there's a lot of people who, uh, you, you'll come here, you'll, you will hear me say similar things I said on my earlier segments. But um, a lot of people come just for the live show. So I'll tell you straight up. The state police in Oregon were dispatched. And when they were, the federal police officers went back in the courthouse and stayed there. 
Right. And then all of a sudden the media started screaming, it's over as soon as the feds left peace, even though it's not true. The riots continued. They went to residential neighborhoods. The state police just announced they're pulling out because the prosecutors won't arrest anybody. Hmm. So, so, so now Trump gets to come out and laugh. Told you so because the violence did not stop and he's going to have to come back out again. Yep. You got the violence in Chicago. They have, lo- they're locking down the city all this week. Oh, they are. All this week. The, Whoa. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And Michael Tracy, journalist, tweeted, don't you think people w- like need to know what's happening? Where's the national reporters explaining why Chicago is doing this? I couldn't imagine being in Chicago right now. Donald Trump says New York is in play. Mm-hmm. He says he's going to try and win New York That's for the really first time since Reagan. That would be crazy. For my lifetime, I was not alive when Reagan won. Okay. And then, it's, it, you know, for the most of my life, we've had this pretty basic you know, electoral pattern. So anyway, to my point, you've got mass riots. They're getting, they're getting worse. Trump was right about Portland. Yeah. And, and if Trump sent in the feds to Chicago, like the media lied and claimed he did, the looting would not have happened. Yep. The feds would have been able to come out, but instead everything gets tore up. New York is, 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 is apocalyptic. It's a ghost land. It's a, a ghost town. It really is. How many people have left now? I, I think it was the blue thing behind me. I think I fixed it. <gasps> you fixed it. You're, 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 you're no longer red. Yeah, I like it. It was uh, right, right now. They're saying thirteen thousand empty apartments. Yep. It's a record since like I don't know back in the seventies or and something. Companies are leaving. Or like fifty four or something. Yeah, companies are leaving. Insane. So so look, and this is due to just general mismanagement. But you've got politicians, these Democrats, actively supporting these. You know, the, the Black Lives Matter movement. Let me tell you something. I, I want to, I want to, I was going to make a joke and I'm going to make the joke, but then I'm going to be serious. Yeah. Hillary Clinton added on top of the pile of economic collapse, mass riots, Kamala Harris and Biden, gaffes, despotism. And then they're like, we really need to make sure Trump landslides. Let's throw Hillary Clinton on top. That actually makes sense. And now it's like, okay, that's it. The avalanche started. It's like, it, it reminds me almost of those, those videos where people will stack stuff on people while they're sleeping. You ever see that? Yeah, I've seen people do that with babies, I think. It's like, like a <laughs> so bunch maybe of blocks a... on them. It's actually really funny and horrible to watch because they don't usually wake up. They're completely still and silent. Well, it, it, okay, babies will maybe a bit too far. You know, babies are okay. But, but don't do it to cats. Yes. It's funny. Yeah. It's like, you know, they'll be like a sleeping animal and they'll like put a cup on its head yeah. and then they'll start stacking things. So when they wake up, they do it to people. That's what it feels like is going on. Like the, the American people were laying, were sleeping and ignoring everything. And then while they were ignoring everything, not voting and not people were stacking things on top of them. And then finally, COVID and the riots was like a Kramer door. You know, you, you've seen Seinfeld, right? Yeah. He like pops the door open and slides in. He's like, oh, <laughs> and then that shock has that person sleeping covered in all this awful garbage, waking up and going, ah, and then garbage flies everywhere. That's what it feels like. Regular Americans were sitting around. They weren't paying attention to what was going on. Everything started getting worse. All this stuff was being stacked on top of them. And then the riots, bam, they wake up and they're like, whoa, there's trash everywhere. You know what? You know what they're going to do with all that garbage that's piled up on them? They are going to kick it clear across the room. And I'm not convinced that's not what's going to happen in November. I think it's going to be a blowout. Well, I'll put it this way. You've got this person finally wakes up and there's garbage everywhere. And they see the, the, the people who are stacking the garbage are kicking and jumping around and stomping in garbage. And they got one roommate who's basically like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. 
The other roommate, the other roommate's angry, saying, "I'm gonna get somebody to come clean this up. You guys knock it off." And they're gonna be like, "I'm with this guy. Like, yeah. clean up the garbage, man. Knock it off." Right. The, Whose so idea was this? They woke up so many people. It's like we were talking about a moment ago. People I know who are who are tweeting who normally didn't. They woke up. Yeah. They've they've been like activated. And I can't imagine they're going to go out and support Joe Biden. And you know what? I don't think that Hillary's new hairstyle is personable enough for people to be like, you know what? I forgive her. I've forgotten everything she did that was wrong. Look at this hair. <laughs> like, seriously, look at this this little mom guilt trip about doing what's right for your country. No, no, no. That's not going to work. I, I'm, I'm having flashbacks to 2016 and I don't like it. It's making me really unhappy. I don't think she's going to do anything with them. You don't them. think so? No, I think she's desperate. I think that her voice is toxic. And I don't know if she doesn't realize it or if she needs like a new press, whatever press person to like rest the phone from her grip because that's, she shouldn't be talking right now. Like I, I, Kamala Harris, do you think they're trying to make Kamala Harris look likable by bringing Hillary into the picture? Oh yeah. It's like that family guy joke I brought up before. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where, where the studio hires an ugly woman to stand next to yes. Meg so that she looks better by, by relativity or whatever. That's it. By comparison. That's it. And then she pulls the ugly woman next to her. She's the like, guy walks up and he goes, Hey Meg, did you get less ugly? <laughs> She's like, yeah. She pulls the girl. Hey Kamala, did you get a little more likable next you to Hillary You're standing next to Hillary Clinton, man. Right, man. And, and that's a, that's an easy one. So look, that's a joke. Okay. To be completely fair, it's a joke. I don't, I don't think Hillary's going to do anything, yeah. maybe. But I'm going to be serious now because the, the, the joke I was making was that I said if there was one thing that would guarantee Trump a landslide, it would be them bringing on Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's it. Yeah. I don't think we have it pulled up. But, you know, I was thinking about it and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't make this joke because the reality is New York announced they wouldn't be doing the 9-11 memorial, the yeah. light show. And it is, uh, this, they're not going to do it because of COVID concerns. My understanding is that another nonprofit stepped up yep. to make sure it happens. Yeah, so they're going to do, they're going to do it by like any means necessary. They were saying they're like, this is not something that we're willing to put aside. Yeah. And I don't think they referred to, for example, the BLM mark in the street or anything, but they were very serious about it. They're like, I think it was the SBA, uh, uh, the, some association of police officers and they were like we're not gonna let this slide which i thought was great i'm really happy to see that like i'm happy to see normal people saying this is something that's important and you're not just going to take it away from us because if you're healthy enough to be raising cane in the streets and painting stuff on the streets then why are you telling us that we can't do this you could literally just push the button yeah it looks like this it's a memorial for the twin towers and they're like we can't do it because coronavirus oh yeah which is a lie a uh, total lie total lie like why? What's their reasoning? It's COVID. They say it requires a large team to pull off, and it's a lie. And the reason I say it's a lie is because they're marching with Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. They're using city resources to, to paint the ground. I got to be honest. This, in my opinion, is if, a, if this story, you know, goes viral, I really don't think Biden and, and Harris could win. I mean, first, Trump needs to address it. Yeah. And I wonder what Biden and Harris would actually say about it. But nothing. What? Absolutely nothing. They you will not address this at all. I mean, uh, to be fair, Joe Biden said the Antifa people should be arrested, you know, and charged. I will I will make a gentle person's bet with gentle you. Gentle persons. You're so a, politically correct. I am indeed. A gentle person's bet. And you guys are welcome they to take me up on this. It. That they will not say a single word about this. But will Trump? I think he will. And it might be late. It might be too late to do anything. But I think he'll bring it up at some point. Right now, there's... So, for, politically, 
the opportunity to address it is now. Yeah. Because apparently there's other groups that are going to step in and they're going to make sure it happens. Yeah. But I got to tell you this, man. What do you think the average American is going to be thinking when they see Bill de Blasio painting Black Lives Matter and then New York City saying no 9-11 memorial? It's obviously inconsistent. I'm not saying Bill de Blasio is the one, you know, orchestrating the shutdown of the memorial. What I'm saying is you have a city where the mayor can defy the law with no permit. Right. Paint his political slogan in front of someone else's building. Well, they're usually someone else's building. Right. But in front of Trump's building. Then have then if taxpayer resources fund the cops, we're going to stand there and we can't make the 9-11 memorial happen. That's 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 a horrifying indictment on our our country. Yeah. And the people of New York. But that being said, of course, people immediately stepped up to try and make sure this does happen. Well, I don't know if it's still going to happen, but they're straight up saying so for now, it's not right. And there's I, I forgot what the other nonprofit is. They said they're going to do whatever they have to to make it work. Yeah. Right. And, you know. Bill de Blasio was talking about how Black Lives Matter transcends politics. You want to talk about something that actually transcends politics? Commemorating 9-11, because that affected everyone. It brought the whole country together, and it still is something that every single person in every single party should remember. Yeah. Like, this is not something to mess around with. And I, I hope that people remember it, honestly, because that's something that we should well, it kind of feels like the country's falling apart. And if we cut, if we could come together around something that would actually make us feel some kind of brotherhood with our neighbors. It should. Yeah. Do you know the date of the Pearl Harbor bombings? Yeah. What is it? December 7th, 1944. See, I don't, I don't remember that date. Do you remember date. that date? No. Nope. It was a day that will live on in infamy. I know. And in Chicago, when you take the train, I think it's the Orange Line train from the south side into the loop, there was a building I always remember that it, it had Pearl Harbor and 9-11 painted on it. And oh. it was like, never forget. And it showed both. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know if it's still there. Yeah, I'd be curious. We should yeah. pull up Google Maps. Well, it was a train line. I don't oh, you, yeah, you might I mean, be able uh, to. Yeah. But I, I remember seeing it. And, you know, I, 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 I didn't remember the date. Hmm. Obviously, I remember 9-11. I was alive. I was, you know, 14 or whatever watching it happen. And when it comes, Pearl Harbor, I don't know. It was I the 70s? It, what, what's that? What, 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 no, no, no. What was the date you said? Okay, it was December 7th, 1944. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think the reason I remember it is because I used to work with old people. Yeah. And I, I would talk to people about what they were doing, and I asked them what they were doing on the day that Pearl Harbor happened. And some of them could tell me, and that was really interesting because it was so different from 9-11. But the emotion was definitely still there. And I was like, so you guys weren't like sitting around the TV like we were, but you were listening to it on the radio. Huh, that's really yeah. interesting. She's and and this lady I was talking to, um, was like, yeah, it brought everyone together, very similar to the way nine eleven did. And I think that they're, do they want the division that we have in this country? Do they think this is good? Is this what they're trying to fight by getting rid of the nine eleven memorial? I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Just I don't know. Theorizing. But the reason I brought it up and asked you if you knew the date. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea why I said seventies. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. A off. Very, very off. Because you said seventh, and I was like, wait, what did you say? Did you Why? say 70s? That's not right, yeah. No, that's clearly wrong. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking about, we're going to have a generation of young people that were either born after 9-11, which is a lot of people right now. Yeah, a lot of them. Uh, like the TikTok generation. Oh, gosh. And there's going to be a lot of people who were born at a certain point where they were too young to rec- remember it. Yeah. And they're not going to remember it. And so when that point hits, and I think in maybe 10 or 20 years, 
you will see the memorial lights get turned off one night. And yeah. that's, an, that's a night when people are going to be like, I don't know, whatever. Right now, it's not. That makes me sad. Yeah. I mean, do we still do anything for Pearl Harbor? Like, in this regard? No. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know, I think in they, Pearl Harbor. You know, I think, I think politicians do. And at Pearl Harbor, they actually do have memorial-like tours and stuff. Um, I think they give speeches on Pearl Harbor Day. Not that I can recall any of them immediately offhand. Yeah. But I think they do commemorate it at the kind of national level. It's kind of crazy, you know? Weird. But I, I was reading this earlier, and I'm just, I'm just offended. You yeah. know what I mean? There should be no circumstance where this story should need to be reported. The city, I believe the city should be able... Uh, so l- l- let me read the context real quick, just so I can you know, properly explain what's going on. The New York Post says, The iconic Lower Manhattan 9-11 memorial display that features twin beams of light to honor victims of the terror attacks will not shine this year over coronavirus concerns, organizers said Thursday. The annual Tribute in Light display requires a large crew to pull off. The 9-11 memorial and museum said on its website, posing health risks this year that were far too great. The museum said it was an incredibly difficult decision to nix the lights, but announced an alternative citywide initiative to commemorate the 19th anniversary of September 11th. The new plan, dubbed the Tribute in Lights, will feature buildings across the city lighting up their facades and spires in blue on 9-11. In a spirit of unity and remembrance, the city will come together for a tribute in lights to inspire the world and honor the promise to never forget. Many iconic New York City buildings will be lighting their spires and facades in blue to honor those killed on 9-11. The decision to cancel the tribute in light memorial comes after the museum this year also scrapped the in-person reading of 9-11 victims' names at the annual Ground Zero ceremony. But last week, a nonprofit, the Tunnel to Towers Foundations, announced its own separate Lower Manhattan ceremony where select family members of 9-11 victims will be permitted to read the names of their loved ones. I think we're in trouble. It's, it's scary to me that they will paint Black Lives Matter in the street and arrest anyone who dare oppose them without permitting, and they will not read the names of 9-11 victims. To me, it really feels like they're just pulling for division, and I hate to see that, but it's making me really suspicious. What else would you call this? Well, I know it's not the city... That's deciding it. Right. But don't you like, isn't it fair to say that there's some kind of cultural problem we're having if there's no resources for this event? Why couldn't Bill de Blasio, without permit, pull taxpayer funding to guarantee the reading of the 9-11 victims' names? So it, it shows misprioritization for sure. And it shows that people like Bill de Blasio just have way too much power, which I think we already knew. But this is really they're not supposed to have that power of course not the problem is the people who just go along with whatever they say right when are you gonna throw a fit and make something happen you know how 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 do you how do you prevent something like that because our system is of course naturally hierarchical and you have police they're like i don't know my boss said to go do this it's like well do you know what you're doing is illegal right doesn't matter my boss said do it you know what? I think I'm going to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, and I think you're probably going to agree with me, but I'll say it again. I think that the reason we're having this problem is because it's been good for so long. It's been too good for too long. We've forgotten what it's like. We assume that things are the way they are and that everyone's got our best interests at heart, and we've forgotten that you know our great-great-grandparents were pioneers and that our grandparents fought in wars and that this is actually something special and different. And We don't travel that much. We don't see other countries, so we're like, all right, so this creep. We don't pay any attention to it. We just kowtow to whenever someone tells us you're going to do this. It doesn't matter if it breaks constitutional law or whatever. We're going to do it because uh, that's the way things are. Oh, man. 
So what you're saying is the people of this country weren't sleeping while their roommates were stacking objects on top of them. They were awake. Yeah. But stoned. Yes. I think so. That they were like, and, and I, immediately all of the stoners are like, how dare you? <laughs> I'd push the dislike button if I didn't have to get up. I, I know, I'm right? kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Uh, yeah. But I think up. you're right, though, because sleep is something relatively involuntary. And being state, being like drunk or stoned is something Undowners. that. Yeah, undowners. You're kind of sleepy. You're out of it. I get you're it. You're like, it I feel good, good man. Yeah. I don't know. They're stacking stuff on top of me, but I don't care. That's a problem for future me. And then, yeah, yeah. A, <laughs> yeah. And then they're like about to balance the gigantic wrench on top of your head. And you're like, oh, man, that might fall. And it does. And it hits your toe. And you're like, ah. <laughs> you're freaking out. And now it's finally so bad, but you didn't do enough before. I don't think I, I honestly I don't know if there's like an actual way to solve that without some kind of different system. I know a lot of people love to bring up Starship Troopers. Yeah. Have you ever read Starship Troopers? I haven't. Or seen the movie? No, I've only heard like little snips about it. And yeah. it makes me want to read it and watch the movie. We should yeah. watch the movie. Movie night. Yeah. The movie is weird because apparently like the interpretation of the book in movie form like turned everyone into Nazis. Well, that's annoying. Yeah. Like Sar- uh, Sargon did a thing about it where... He was basically like the star, the, the society of starship, troop, starship troopers is supposed to be a liberal society. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know all the details. I'm sure you know Sargon is, knows way more about it than I do. But the the general idea is that uh, service guarantees citizenship. Right. If you serve in any way for a couple of years, you gain the right to vote and participate in public matters. Civilians have full rights. But don't vote and don't, you know, run for office and stuff like that. Hmm. It was an interesting idea because it makes sure that only the people who actually are working to better. That's interesting to me because, you know, when women got the right to vote, similar responsibilities were not required of them as were required of men. Yep. And even then, I saw that as being a problem. Like, I think it's great. I think everyone should have a say in what happens in the world. I think women are important. I think having families is important and doing whatever you want to do is absolutely pivotal. But if you're going to have rights, you should also have responsibilities. Men still have the draft. And yep. in, you got to have the responsibilities, man. So I don't have anything pulled up. Definitely fa- definitely fact check me on this one. But I was, reading, uh, I was reading something about it that said one of the big arguments from women's groups against the right to vote. I remember. Was that they didn't want to join the fire brigade mm-hmm. or like do other public services. Yeah. I guess back then for men... It was like volunteer volunteer fire service was mandatory or something. Right. Vol- voluntary. It was actually part of civic I, duty. Yeah. Part of civic duty. And, wow. and, you know, voting is obviously part of civic duty, too. That is interesting. I remember some of that anti-feminist propaganda, which sounds terrible now. I know. Yeah. But it's so interesting because you're like, what were these people actually thinking? How could you possibly think that women don't deserve or don't need the right to vote? And you read what they're saying and they're like, well, we think that it's important that women be at home and we don't women, we don't really want women to have the extra tasks of like putting out fires should they come up. It turns out women aren't really all that great at that kind of stuff. And and if you have a weak link in a fire chain, you're going to have a problem. So, so, the, so ultimately, though, they the right to vote was granted without any yeah, additional responsibility. You know what? I need to figure out why that happened. But to be I, I don't I don't I'm not in the fire brigade. I don't put out fires. You know, so, I you know what I mean? Are you not in the draft? Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's the draft, man. And yeah, then, and they ruled. They recently ruled, I think, right? Yeah, that, remember when the feminists were melting down, thinking that they might have uh, to just be housewives now because how they, do you, they, they, they might actually get equality. The draft is dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we can agree. 
Absolutely. I think I think the issue with the draft that people don't understand, or actually the problem with it, was the exploitation of it. Right. You know, people didn't know why we were going to Vietnam. Right. Or Korea or these other countries. I mean, I could only say I'm like personally glad that, you know, the U.S. was somewhat involved in Korea and is now extremely involved in Korea because South Korea is a free and amazing place. You know, putting their weird racism aside. That's right. fine. (laughs) Korea. But uh, a lot of people didn't understand. And so they resisted and they they, they opposed it. It's really interesting because I was reading about the Weather Underground a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you're familiar with who they're. A little bit. Like 70s terrorists. Yeah, they were like, what was their what was their their driving force like anti-vietnam war i think okay so i'm not gonna pretend to know a whole lot about them violent peaceniks yeah got it violent peaceniks makes perfect sense blowing stuff up yeah my understanding is a lot of what they did was shock and awe campaigns at like really early in the morning i'm not gonna pretend to know a lot about it Sounds horrible but what's interesting is that it it emerged out of the out of the universities and it was very there's a lot of pro-communist sentiment among them why out of the universities I don't know, but what I find fascinating about it is that the U.S. was engaging in these conflicts to to stop communism, and communism was spreading, you know, with these extremists trying to end the Vietnam War, which would allow communism to spread. You know, that's really interesting. Yes. So much I have to learn about now. <laughs> I had never really thought about Weather Underground, so I'm going to need people to send me links about the Weather Underground, and like maybe yeah. your parents were involved or something, because... Yeah, I, I think ahead. I think one of the guys who was involved in it, like Obama, had him at an event or something. That does sound familiar. Yeah, Bill. Uh, what's his name? Bill Ayers. Bill, Bill Ayers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I don't know a lot about it. I'm not gonna pretend to. But uh, I do find it interesting that we're now seeing this weird rise of Marxism and communism when the Cold War is over. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of that Simpsons joke, which you probably you probably don't know because it's like super early '90s. But it, like the joke was that it flashes to the UN, and then Russia says something about you know missiles or something and they're like he says something like ussr needs something or other and they're like wait a minute russia and then he, he starts laughing and then he like hits a button and then russia turns back to the ussr like they're back the cold right. war is yeah. back or something, something i don't know it's been a long time since, since i've seen the joke i'm probably butchering it but it was something like that and so a lot of people have been saying a lot of what we see in the u.s that's destabilizing us were the seeds planted by enemies you know during the cold war that were, were supposed to take root in 20, 30, 40 years, they're here. That's really interesting because that's something that Andrew Breitbart used to talk about. In his um, book, he wrote Righteous Indignation. He, he talked about the ways that they were getting these ideas into colleges, which is why I was like, what? Did you say it came from colleges? I yeah. thought it was really yeah, univer- interesting. Well, it was university. I only I only read a little bit. I'm, yeah. I'm, I didn't do a ton of research, but I was pulling it up because I was reading articles that were anti-Trump, and I was like, hey, wait a minute, wasn't that person in the Weather Underground or something? And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, it wasn't? Right, yeah, I remember that lady we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, oh, I must be thinking of something else. I don't know the lady's name. Frances Pritmer Fox or something, I think. Well, no, 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 I know her name, yeah, but yeah. Who was, who's the lady who was, like, with Bill Ayers? Hmm, Bill Ayers' girlfriend. Well, because, like, she was with him at an event for Obama or something, and a lot of people took issue with it. I don't know. I don't know. It's no surprise to me, though, that... It's 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 gotten as bad as it has mm-hmm. in terms of nonsensical, like nonsensical ideology. Right. So you think about what these people are spreading and these weird Marxist ideas, and they're not they're not really ideas. I would also I, I would kind of like. Are you familiar with uh, uh, was it, how do you pronounce it? Prion, 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 prion diseases. Yeah. So do you, do you know the the basic function of prion disease? Yeah. From what I can tell, it's basically. So I think wasn't mad cow a prion disease? I think so. I know yeah. Kreutzfeldt-Jacob is. And these are diseases that you can get from 
eating other people. Okay, so really so, nice. so so that uh, I I avoid sounding dumb. Can you explain to me how a, how a prion disease works? Do you know? Kind of. So from I'm, what I'm putting I, you on the spot, yeah, but you're that's the fancy fine. doctor. So nah, I'm not a fancy doctor. So. Uh, I don't know exactly. My problem is that I'm starting in a deficit because I'm not entirely sure what prions are. But I do know that it works against the structure of the brain. So it's it's eating out holes in the brain. My general understanding is that they're malformed proteins. That sounds right. And what happens is your body will normally produce, I'm going to super simplify. Let's say it produces a protein that's shaped like, you know, uh, a, you know a, a certain shape. Right. The, the prion is shaped like a different shape. Yeah, these are misfolded proteins. You're yeah. absolutely right. And so your body starts producing proteins that are folded improperly mm-hmm. and can't work. And then your body starts breaking down because all of a sudden you've got a bunch of like, let, you, you, let, let, let's say you need, you need a bunch of proteins that are shaped like the letter R. Uh-huh. And now you get a bunch of proteins shaped like the letter F. And your body's like, yo, these don't fit. What are you making? And they're like, I don't know. This I'm is just going to keep making it. And then yeah. you die. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, the problem is that the neurodegenerative. So it affects... Obviously, first your brain, which means your whole body falls apart. It's actually really awful. That's what it feels like what's happening with this like intersectionality stuff. Yeah. So there was recently like a bunch of, uh, what was it? it was like a school curriculum release. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit the other this, day. Every new school I downloaded curriculum. the whole thing. Yep. Um, I don't know what it is, but it was just like basic stuff. And and one of the things you see was like, we, we did mention this yesterday, but just for the context, where normal math problems are like if a farmer has, you know, 3,600 oranges and his warehouse can store 2,400, what percentage of oranges will spoil? Right. The question was if there are 3,400 police stops and out of, you know, 10,000 people, 3,000 are black, what percentage, you know, so it's basically creating this weird intersectional Marxist idea Trojan horsed in through regular math problems. Yeah. Well, now you're seeing, too, that the 2 plus 2 equals 5 thing. Yeah. Like, that that to me feels like a prion disease. Well, you want to talk about a misfolded protein. You try to inject the idea that 2 plus 2 equals 5 into building a rocket. Boom. You're going to have some problems. Because, and this is really interesting to me, the curriculum. Because if you if you lay this out at the ground level, and then you go from there, everything else is everything else falls is apart. gone. Everything else falls apart. Absolutely. I think this is an accurate analogy. Yeah. So now as a society, in every level of government, like in uh, all over the place, you have these weird programs that produce nothing. Like, you know, it's, it's interesting when I, when, I, when I heard you have all these companies promoting diversity mm-hmm. and they're not promoting function and right. practicality. So let's let you take a look at Gillette, for instance. What does Gillette do? Well, Gillette razors. They make razors, yeah. You remove hair from your body. Yeah. Okay. And so they made a commercial that was about men being toxic. Yeah. I'm like, what does this have to do with selling razors? I, You know, I used to I used to always talk about this with my friends. I'm like, can you please just give me something where, like, the commercial is a guy going, hello, I make razors. They're pretty good. It has three blades. It doesn't hurt your face, and it takes the hair off. Give it a shot. I think it's I think it's great. Thank you. Can commercials be like that? That's how commercials kind of used to be, right? Yeah, they were, you know, m- remember the commercial for Head On? Do you remember that? Yeah, with the the stick that you put on yeah. your forehead. Yeah, so weird. It's really, really but weird. But the commercial worked. Yeah, because it just it. it just repeated itself three times and then stopped. <laughs> head On applied directly to the forehead. Head On applied, and that was it. Yeah. You know what the opposite of that commercial was? What? Have you seen the Quizno commercial with the weird animals screaming? No. It's considered like one of the best advertising campaigns ever, because. It's this really creepy thing of like animals screaming a really awful discordant song 
about sandwiches. And they're like weird animated things screaming. Yeah. And people Whoa. just will never forget it. You know, I think I had a horrible nightmare about this once. There you go. But I would never forget it. Holy cow. I guess you're right. The head on thing is like a good ad. So anyway, back to the point with the point with Gillette. These are companies that are prioritizing making an, a, an advertisement about men being toxic and not about a good product. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. The company is like losing money. Yeah, They're not doing so great. Last I checked. To be fair, though, a lot of people played this up like this big get what go broke thing when actually the company was doing poorly already because of these subscription services. Yeah. You get cheaper razors, you yeah, know, like Harry's or Dollar. Yeah. Shave Dollar Shave Club, Club Harry's. Yeah. And and Gillette was maybe we'll try and call men bigots. Maybe yeah, that what, then, did, what made them think that would work? Well, their next commercial was kind of a uh, reversal. Oh, yeah. The next commercial they did was like this ripped blonde hair, blue eyed white guy with a white family. Yep. <laughs> He's in the military with a family. <laughs> so oh. Like, dude. We, like, you got complaints about it, man, but that's, like, entirely in the other direction. Anyway, the point is, you're not it, – it, why, why would anyone support a company whose focus is on improving diversity instead of, like, I don't know, making socks? You know that's, what I mean? That's my first criteria when I'm looking for socks. It's to know what they think about me as a woman. That's right. the only thing I care about and my delicate feminine feet. I mean, I think this is part of the the problem I mentioned earlier where media can only go in one direction. Yeah. But this is what I mean when I talk about the prion disease. Yeah, it is a cultural prion disease where these these companies are the, there's malformed proteins spreading throughout the company. You have a company of 100 people and from the top, from the CEO, all the way down to the lowly workers, they make socks. Yes. They make great socks. The best socks. They're, they're the best socks. Everybody agrees. OK. And then one day you introduce intersectionality to one of I don't know, mid-level ma- mid-level manager. Mm-hmm. And now he like forms differently. He no longer interacts properly with the other parts of the company. He starts seeing all of these things that are wrong because his worldview just malformed. Yeah. He everyone's, doesn't, he everyone's doesn't respond to the bosses properly. He doesn't Because they're racist. His, it's yeah, white supremacy. All his employees are doing everything wrong because they're not as woke as he is. I could see that at both levels. So here's what happens. Yeah. This person's upset, but protected by law. My boss is a bigot. You can't fire me. That's against EEOC regulation, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So then they say we have to comply with some of these, you know, training programs, which spreads the prion disease. Now you've got half the company that cares less about making those fancy socks that everybody loves and is more concerned about making sure everybody's holding hands and, you know, diversity and inclusion, all that. Now the company is making crappy socks. They're falling apart. Right. So like the prion disease, you your body can't function because half the proteins aren't working with the rest of your body. Here's the, here's the worst part, though. The preans don't work with each other either. So these these woke crazies in these companies are they're canceling each other. Yeah, they you think, see it all the time. So so then the company just plummets. It just collapses. Scale that up to our to our to our country, and that's what's happening. Yeah, you've wow. got you've got you know Bill De Blasio with painting Black Lives Matter with no permit, with taxpayer dollars, with all the NYPD. That was malformed proteins that don't mesh, that make no sense, that is damaging. Supporting the riots, damaging. The riots, damaging. 9-11 memorial, part of the cohesive structure, tradition, memory, memorial. We no longer fit with that. It's right. It's being ignored. It gets shut down. The fact is not that it was going to be stopped. The, uh, or or I, I should say, it's, it's not like somebody decided we're going to shut this down. The problem is that there's magic money to to manifest out of nowhere for Black Lives Matter. 
How did we ever get to a point where they had to consider not having the lights? How come it couldn't have been the city of New York guarantees that if you ever don't have the funds or the manpower, we will guarantee it by any means necessary. Right. We as we as a society, whether it was, you know, whether it actually ends up happening or not, prioritized a new fringe, unhinged ideology with no real goal that can only sow discord over remembering those who, who died and whose lives were sacrificed in trying to save others. It sounds to me like the 9-11 memorial was, was built when we all came together to recognize, you know, what it means to be an American, how we stand together. And that was when we were very, very unified. Yeah. We built this memorial and we, we pledged to never forget. Now we have this expanding you know, malformed protein spreading throughout our, our you know, culture and started, it, it existed during, you know, during this era too. Oh yeah. It was in the universities. Mm, yes. And now these people have spread it outside of the universities. Do you remember when we used to say, I don't know if you used to say this, but I certainly used to say this and maybe just because of my kind of conservative background, we used to say, imagine what it's going to be like when these kids get out into the real world. And they realize how hard the real world is. And no one's going to give them the time of day if they're just these soft butter, butter soft little biscuits. And, 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 and it turned out that they were the real world. And they're turning into the real world. I, I called this. You did. I, I, I said it over and over again. I was like, these. so a lot of people, I'll, I'll be fair. I had, there were periods where I would say something like, these people are going to try and get a job and they're going to get a cold, rude awakening. Right. That's kind of what but, I'm saying. But, you know... Outside, that, that's true. It is true. So separating the micro from the macro, you get some of these kids to graduate. They go work for a company and the company's like, what? And they go, oh, but give it a few more years and more people keep joining Most the ranks. people get into the boss's the, positions. The universities are essentially cranking out malformed proteins into our society. And once our body is inundated with these, the proteins themselves do not produce. It is the equivalent of Gillette arguing about toxic masculinity instead of just giving me a face trimmer, a beard trimmer or something. Right. So imagine what happens when you have the CDC. 10% of its employees have demanded they sign on to a letter calling racism a public health crisis. Yeah, That's makes terrifying. literally no sense. So what happens when our manpower for the CDC is overrun by this nonsensical ideology? Then you get a pandemic and they blame Trump for it. Dude, this is something that has really troubled me. Ever since since my whole career has been kind of at hospitals and nursing homes, working with old and sick people, and I started to pay attention to culture and, and, and I started to think, what happens when this kind of nonsense starts to get into science? What happens when we stop looking for the truth and start looking for what fits our little malformed protein ideas? Yeah. Like, what's going to happen then? Is it is that the end? Is that how the world ends? Seriously. Like, how are we supposed to move forward? Do you know the legend of John Teeter? No. It was an old internet legend not where, where this, this man claimed to be from the future. Huh. He made a bunch of predictions and it was a bunch of funny internet images of uh -huh. light bending and stuff. And it was nonsense. But a lot of people believed it was real. And the idea was that one of the ideas he had, and, and all, none, all, none of these predictions came true. I mean, maybe some, some people still believe this stuff. I thought it was a fun website. I never believed in it. But uh, one of the ideas was that the U.S. would break apart. Hmm. That the East Coast would be united, like the East Coast would essentially be the remnants of the federal government, and it would be aligned with uh, Europe. The Midwest, northern states, would be like basically basically become part of Canada. Mm -hmm. The southern 
uh, southern, you know, Midwest and South would be part of Mexico and the West Coast would join China. Really? That was like one of the conspiracy theories from back in the late 90s, early 2000s. That's fantastic. That, it was what is fantastic. Kind of, no, <laughs> it's horrifying. Okay, that, no, that kind of feels like what's happening because all the federal government is situated on the East Coast. Right. And sure, whatever, we have more in common with Europe. They're kind of, they kind of look down their noses at us. And then California seems to like them some China. They love themselves some communism, man. They hey. sure do. Yeah. Not the rural areas, though. Oh, no. Yeah. So I, I would only take really serious issue with the southern part of, for Texas, for example, joining forces with Mexico. I don't really see that happening. Right. Texas is not that kind I, of state. I'm, I'm just saying, like, that idea I thought was silly. That is so interesting. But the idea of the U.S. fracturing, yep. I, 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 I see it as possible. I think pe- people have an optimism bias, and they don't want to believe. It's It's... You know, everything's happening right now. John Podesta's, the war games they did. Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize the severity of what it means when the Boston Globe and the New York Times report that the establishment Republicans before Trump and the Democrats teamed up to play out scenarios and ultimately determined that it was preferable to have the West Coast secede from the Union than allow Trump to win the presidency. This was not some like, you know, the MIT rolled some die and a computer program said this might happen. This was literally the politicians themselves making decisions for themselves. Yeah, this wasn't like two weird people sitting at a podcast table, for example, on a Friday night talking about, you know, the state of the country fracturing. Yeah, I, I mean, there are politicians. They were literally playing like D&D, essentially. Okay, that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that'd be a really fun thing to do. Like maybe like we should probably try and set up some some I'll do air quotes war games. We should. That'd be fun. It'd be that'd be a real fun thing to do. Maybe that'd like on the weekends. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. We could probably do this. Yeah. So based on what you know about these politicians and stuff they've done in the past, what do you think they do? Oh, in man, I, I would I would I would play Joe Biden. Yeah. And the whole time I would be like, oh, no, no. <laughs> and no one would have any idea what I was saying. Yeah, it'd be great. No, then, I think uh, I'd get to be Trump. Yeah. Yeah. What? And you I would just fight me for it. I would, you want to play Trump? Yeah, I want to be Trump. It would be fun to, you know, but here, here, look, listen, we could play a war game scenario and uh, and I can be silly and be like, haha, now I'm going to launch a bunch of, you know, like attack helicopters. But these these politicians were, were actual right. yeah, politicians. You, you have to actually think about what the person you're acting as would be doing in the situation. I think it would be interesting. And I've heard this a lot, you know, growing up that empires only last, you know, 250 years or whatever. Yeah, I have heard that as well, which and, is mm-hmm. unsettling. It seems like, you know, I don't know, there's, there's, there's great risk ahead of us. Maybe that should give you a kind of peace because peace? Uh, maybe it's just what's going to happen. Maybe it's what's meant to be. And maybe the, we can salvage part of the country and go on. And Or maybe Trump wins in a landslide because people are scared of that idea. Entirely possible as and, well. you know, I wonder about what's happening with the collapse of the economy. And I wonder if this will force universal health care. What uh, one, I could be wrong about this. My understanding about universal health care in Europe was because of World War II. Yeah. They had yeah, no, I they have had, heard that as well. well it may, may have been one or two, but they had no choice because everybody was like literally wounded and dying to just be like, we're going to try and take care of everybody and figure out how to fund it because we have, we have to do this. Well, they did that in Spain just now. They finished whatever they were finished changing over their healthcare system because of coronavirus. Mm. I remember thinking, huh, yep. that's really interesting. A crisis that will then force action. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's interesting. Bill de Blasio mentioned he wants to buy up all these buildings. Yep. He just came right out and said it, huh? Yeah. And the mass evictions. They're putting homeless people in luxury areas, driving out wealthy people. Yep. 
I need I mean, a nice but, house. But that's also stripping them of their income. Then Bernie Sanders says he wants to tax like 65% of all of the, 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 the gains made from billionaires. We're not talking about money made. We're talking about if you had, if, if, like, let, let, me, let me break down for you what Bernie Sanders is saying. I got this here little, little Tim in a jar, right? Let's say this is worth five bucks. Yeah. And then because of the pandemic, a cork and a little glass tube and the things required, you know, required become extremely rare. And now it's worth $100. Yep. Bernie's plan would require me to sell this and then give him $65. Wow. So the, the idea, so it, it, it's, it's a tax on the wealth gains, not cash. So if I have no money and this becomes valuable, what do I have to sell it? I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, because you can't afford to cover however much he wants from you. I wouldn't be surprised if following all of this, we see a bunch of more social welfare policies enacted very heavily. Yeah, and I see that coming from the right or the left. I don't really think it matters. I mean, if the country stays together. It will. Yeah. I, you know, I, but I, I, you know, I, I guess we could say... We could just say don't have an optimism bias. Yeah. You know, um, an optimi- optimism bias is basically when people think it can't happen to me. Yeah. Everything's always great. It's going to be fine. And then it's not. So would you say that an optimism bias is what they had in 2016 when they were just sure that their candidate would win? Hillary? Yep. Definitely. Yep. So they, they, and they have it now, too. Yeah. I, you know, they, 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 they picked Kamala. And I saw this this progressive guy I know say, well, I still think Trump was going to lose. And I'm like, man. You just keep right on thinking that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're going to lose. Yep. It's, yeah. it's, I want them to lose. That's the point. <laughs> all the Hillary people who sat at home, we'll see if they learn their lesson. I kind of believe they didn't. Yeah. Because I don't, think, I don't so. think they can. Yeah, I don't think so either. They keep advocating for censorship and then getting silenced. They're like, wait, wait. No, like the, the, the young Turks. Yeah. You know what, man? I say it a million times, but the progressives should have been behind Trump. What makes you say that? That's a little crazy. Because almost. the Democratic Party, the establishment, if they get back in, the progressives are done for. Hmm. Trump. But that would require them to plan ahead a little bit. Think yep. down the road. Well, so what happened now? For, for all of, you know, basically what I see happening is the progressives didn't like Trump. But the, the establishment started handing, handing out rocks. Yeah. And they gladly pick the rocks up and throw them at Trump as well. Mm-hmm. It's actually like, you know, did you, did you, uh, I covered this on my main channel, the White House siege thing. Yeah. They're planning a 50-day siege of the White House starting September 17th. And why? So that the Obama administration's, you know, second in command can take the reins? Yeah. That's what they said. They were like, you know, obviously they want revolution, nothing less. They say that. But are they, they're going to protest Donald Trump so that Biden can win and then... They, 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 they pushed the initial uh, uh, article or it was like ad for Occupy Wall Street. Their complaints were during the Obama administration. Why would they want to empower the Obama administration? Because in, in tandem with not being able to look into the future, they also can't look into the past yeah. and they can't assess the present to figure out what the heck is happening right now and why and what it might have caused it. Well, shall we do super chats? We should do super chats. Yes. And man... It's been an exhausting week, my friends, but uh, I assure you, we're, uh, we're, we're, you know, we, we had some changes in the show. We're going to be kicking things back up and things are going to be a little different. We got some guests coming next week. We're going to have more guests and we're going to try and do guests periodically. COVID is a disaster for basically everybody, us included, but we're going to read Super Chats for now we'll and we'll it. just, you know, I, I can't read literally every single one, but I'll do my best to uh, read as many as I can. 
Kevin Naki says, love the show. We'll continue to watch your show and new Adam IRL show. Also looking forward to when you start up news fact ethics checking uh, service. Shout to Lydia doing great even while red. <laughs> Thank you. It's because you, you were wearing the blue sweater. I think it was the blue thing behind me. There's a blue shirt behind me. Oh, yeah. When I finally it. took it off, I was like, I wonder if this is it. Uh, yeah, that's right. There's a blue detective. shirt sitting there. Yeah, I think I'm good. Spork Witch says, director said outright Starship Troopers is fascist, that he didn't and wouldn't read it and made the movie as a propaganda piece to push his own uninformed views on the book. It's a short book, 250 pages and very easy style to read. Please do read it. That's what I heard. I, yeah, I think that's basically what Sargon was saying. Akrom says, I was literally brought to tears when I heard de Blasio wanted to cancel the 9-11 memorial. It was the day we saw the absolute best of humanity in our first responders and citizens. Great work and spin the UFO for those heroes. Do that now. I don't believe it was Bill de Blasio specifically. My criticism is that de Blasio would unilaterally give himself the power to do whatever he wants with his you know, campaign message and that we couldn't even pull tax funds and manpower to make sure the memorial happened. Yeah, I was I was angry. It doesn't, doesn't describe like the, 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 it was, it, it was a common combination of rage and sadness. Is there a word for that? Rageness. Ra- rad, radness. No, it's Wait, not no. radness. That's sageness. Different. Sageness. That just sounds wise. Sageness. There you go. I was, man, listen, I remember waking up, uh, I was like 14. I fell asleep on, is it best, best of my ability. I remember it. I, I used to sleep on the futon in my living room. We had a, TVs back then. They were very large. Yeah, like, I recall. In the yeah. back. And I woke up to my mom yelling. A plane was cra- a plane had crashed. I always, I, I'm always very careful to tell the story because it's, it's really hard to remember. But my understanding is that we witnessed the second plane crash. Oh, wow. And then my mom immediately was like, started crying like, oh, my God, we're under attack. We're under attack. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, I have no idea what's happening. Yep. My friends were driving to school. And Chicago has a show, Man Cow's Morning Madhouse. Mm-hmm. And he immediately just broke away and was like, this is not a drill. A plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. And uh, my friends were telling me the story. They were all laughing like, this guy's so crazy. And like, he's like, I am not joking. This is happening. They didn't believe it. But everybody in school was like, they brought the TVs into the classrooms. Yeah. They turned them on and they were like, didn't say anything. Just turned the news on. Everybody watched. How crazy that there's 20, uh, 20 uh, just about 20 years ago, 19 years 19 ago. Years, yeah. That we had uh, all our schools came together. We all watched this. It was a, you know, the support for the president was through the roof. Yeah. Everybody agreed. And today they can't even turn the lights on. That's amazing. They're, gonna, they're hopefully going to do something, though, to be fair, right? Yeah. Gareth Green says, fun fact. Before 1800, the state constitution of New Jersey gave the right to vote to all free white property owning people. So when single property owning white women showed up to register to vote, nothing could be done to stop them. Hey, that's kind of cool. That's too, funny. Yeah. It's too bad New Jersey's kind of We've gone downhill garbage. since then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll read some more Super Chats. What do we got here? Goofy Foot. Thanks, Tim, for all your hard work being the voice of sanity and a lighthouse of truth. In the MSM sea of political deception, stay strong and keep skating. 50 years and still rolling. Mr. Goofy Foot, actually, I'm going to bring this up just for you. Yeah. I am I am mildly perturbed right now. Uh, Tony Hawk put out a, an Instagram post to honor uh, a man who invented what was called the mute grab, a very basic grab trick in skateboarding. And he wants to rename it partly to honor the skater, but it also kind of makes it sound like it was a- offensive. So Tony Hawk tweeted this and he said, for nearly 40 years, we've shamelessly referred to this trick as the mute air or grab. 
The backstory simply is that Chris Weddle did it. He was deaf, so they called him a mute guy. When he did it, they said he did it first. We'll call it mute. Someone initially wanted to call it tracker air, but others said because the, the, the you know that guy did it, we'll name it after him, the mute guy. So they called it the mute grab. I was born after this, and I started skating well after this. And there are many video games that use the term mute grab. Mm-hmm. So Tony Hawk is now saying in the new video game, they're going to change the name to Weddle Grab. And my issue with it is, first and foremost, mad respect for trying to honor the guy who invented it, for sure. Right. But it's, it's, it's strange for me to see somebody in a position of authority like Tony Hawk is, because you got a game coming out, try and alter the culture that is, you know, that millions of people engage in. Like, I got a video game, Skater XL. I, this game's amazing, by the way. And I do, you do mute grabs in it. Are they going to change every video game? Like, why do this? I, I just don't like the idea of someone asserting, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it myself. I don't like it when other people do it. I can understand the reason behind it. I can respect it, but I don't like the, the, the absolute authority of someone who's very wealthy in a position of power to be like, you know what? I'm changing the name that everybody uses. All of these people. I hope it catches on. You know what this says to me? What? That Tony Hawk is the self proclaimed king of the skateboarders no no much like no, peter, no. Griffin. peter griffin i was like this is so this is so Waited. antithetical to everything that skateboarding is about right skateboarding is an oral tradition right it's very difficult for people to write down what things are and i love it when you try like you, you can look at like skateboarding wikipedia pages mm-hmm. and it'll say like trick names and there's just dumb names some 10 year old kid popped in and said i made this up and he never did it before because there's there's, there's like an, an endless possibility of things you can do on a skateboard. It's like guys bragging about how big a fish is, isn't it? You're like, it's this worse happened. than it's that. Way worse than I that, grew huh? up with kids being like, "Yo, this is called like the red dragon. This is called the blue dragon, and like the red dragon." And I'm like, "Dude, stop! Like, that's not a trick. You didn't. You land it, and we'll talk about it." Right. <laughs> and then and then another thing they always do, do is like they'll try and make up a new trick and then just call it after themselves. Oh my gosh! I always hated that. I'm like, you know, you know, I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> but anyway, I bring it up. I don't, it's not the biggest deal in the world. I was just kind of like, yeah, we were going to talk about it tonight though. So absolutely. Kind of. It's just to me, I, I, it's an oral tradition. Yeah. When you start skating, people explain to you what, 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 how things work, what the names are. And, and I'm also going to tell you this. I, I just got it. Well, I, while I have you here and I'm complaining about skateboarding, um, first I'll ask you to hit the like button. If you haven't already subscribe notification bell, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, parlor at Timcast. You can follow at sour patch lids yep. as well. Um, there is a such thing as an over, a frontside overcrook on a rail. I, I said it. I know there's skateboarders who watch this, and I know it's going to cause a controversy. But for those that understand this, there is a frontside overcrook on a handrail. And stop trying to claim that an overcrook is a nose grind simply because you're not good enough to actually do a nose grind. Boom, I said it. Yeah. And that's like, there's like some top <laughs> pros who are like, that nose grinds just look this way. I said it. It's done. Tim has said it. Yeah. Tim has declared it. I'm, 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 I, so here's what I'm actually saying. The joke is, I don't believe anyone has the authority to dictate what a trick is or isn't. It either is or isn't. Right. And so the simple way to explain it is that in skateboarding, I can actually maybe show oh, you. Oh, yeah, here. Can you zoom in? Yeah, there you go. So what can, I, what can I use? This? I'll use this pen. Yeah. A nose grind would simply be the board on the rail straight on the nose. But what people do is they come at it at an angle and they call it a nose grind because they're not good enough to actually balance in the middle. And there are top pros who do this and they argue that it, it is. And I'm like, no, no, you don't argue that it is. We know what the trick is. You can't just be like, well, I can't do it. So I'm going to call what I do it. And no, 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 we're not doing that. Yeah, I don't like that. Anyway, back to the super chats. Now that I've wasted your time with some <laughs> uh, more esoteric skateboarding talk. Gordon Hawkins says, I miss Adam, 
But this is a good live stream. If you haven't listened to it, the whole mess feels like the stage by A7X from 2016. The the whole ma- the whole mess. Are you, I don't know. I gotta look it up. Richard Baron Baranowski says. The city doesn't deserve a better tomorrow. It deserves to drown in its filth. Wilson mm. Fisk, NYC. Oh, oh. he's the he, that's uh, that's the kingpin, right? The bad guy from Spider-Man. Yeah, that sounds right. Zool says John Teeter might not have been right, but if you know anything about Nostradamus, a 15th century astrologer, he had predicted the rise of Napoleon and Hitler, both world wars and 9-11, maybe suggest to Adam to do a deep dive. That'd be cool. I don't know if Nostradamus really did that. I, th- I it, there's some really interesting parallels, but I think it's the, the challenge is how much did he predict that wasn't true? So I have a I have a I have a theory. Oh yeah. What if people these people actually can't see the future, right? But the future is not woven yet. Here's how I look at I, I imagine time. If I were to simplify it, where we are with timelines and futures and variable var- variables would be that where we are right now is where the braid is being made. And in front of us are all the different threads in random directions, and we're braiding it in certain ways and bringing all these different variables into, into alignment. Tapestry of history. Right. So if you could see the future, you wouldn't see a straight line because it's not been woven yet. You'd see all the crazy variables. And if you wrote every single one of them down, you'd find the one thread we used for this tapestry, but you'd also write down all of the wrong ones too. This is amazing to me because you just described the plot from one of Terry Pratchett's books that he wrote with Neil Gaiman. Oh, yeah. It's about a book of prophecies that this that this lady wrote and everyone thought she was crazy and it's been handed down through the family. Everyone makes their notes. They're like, you know, I think this is actually this. And it turns out that there's like flying motorcycles and flying fish and it's the end. It actually is the end of the world and nothing is anything like anyone predicted. But it was because she was seeing things then that she thought were like, you know, something totally different and she used the explanation that she had available in the 1600s and then in you know the 2000s totally different so that is a really fun theory i like that there's an image of firefighters flying Mm -hmm. it's a drawing from like the 1900s like early early 1900s and they were like their vision of the future and one of them was you know firefighters with wings fighting fires yeah why don't we get that future that would have been cool you know i i got i gotta say it i know people love to romanticize the past but when I saw this story about the blockbuster in Bend, Oregon, mm-hmm. so for those that don't, don't know, the they're, they converted, a, they created a 90s living room, and there's a VCR and VHS, it's the last, the last blockbuster, and you can Airbnb it and come and have a 90s movie night. I thought about how amazing a business idea that would be, and I'd love to actually figure out how to do that, where you have like a big building, and it's an Airbnb with like four time periods. How cool would it be? If you were like, I'd like to rent the 90s room for the night and you'd go in, everything's from the 90s. You turn the TV on and it's playing TV from the 90s. You open the fridge and there's snacks and everything's 90s. Yes. It'd be it'd be probably hard to do, but it would be cool. And all the technology is and just like to exist in this bubble. But when I saw this, I thought that that'd be a great business idea. So by all means, steal it so I can rent one of those rooms. That'd be awesome. Like to live, like to actually recreate a 70s living room. That'd be so fun. I wasn't alive in the 70s. Yeah. But what what I realized was, you know what, man? There is something good about the era before social media. Yeah. Cell phones, technology is fine. But I, I thought back to like, the, I was thinking back to being a kid and not knowing where my friends were. And there was something, it was so much more fun not knowing. It reminds me of Dr. Manhattan in, in the Watchmen series. Are you, are you familiar with I'm it familiar, at all? I'm familiar, kind of. He can see the future, he can see everything. And so like one of the lines in it is that 
he's uh, when he's fighting the bad guy. The bad guy uses tachyon interference so that he can't see the future. And he's like, I almost, you know, forgot the thrill of not knowing something. Yeah. And I'm like, it's kind of where we are right now. Exactly where we are. Where it's like, we know where everyone is all the time. In fact, you can get an app. I remember the first time this came out where you could see your friend on a map. That was so weird. They were like, dude, download this app and you can like see where I'm at. I'm like, whoa. That's great. The mystery is gone. Yeah. Remember when, do you remember when cell phones had radios? Mm-mm. That brief period where like someone would have a cell phone, but they'd walk, they'd pick someone's, you know, name and then just press the button and go, yo, what up? No, that's awesome. Yeah. Where was I for that? I don't know. It was like, like Boost Mobile, but all the drug dealers were using it. That's funny. <laughs> Skull Drummer 34 says, hey, Tim, I love watching your vids. You're one of the uh, only realist media sources out there. I especially love when you say, harumph, I say. Hmm. I won't be able to watch while I'm in, uh, I'm in boot camp for a few months. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it, man. Good luck, dude. That's tough. Let's see. What is this one? Uh, Worldaby Scott says our original time was without Christ. Our secondary time was with Christ. You know what that means? No, not familiar with this not either. expression. Hmm. Truis Vijek says, "Love you guys, Lids. You're doing great. Any chance we can get a jam session tonight, Tim? And maybe even Lydia can play a song. Anyway, keep up the great work. Spin the UFO, Lids. I do not believe we'll be doing a jam session. I do not play any instruments, and I only sing in the shower. You're spinning the UFO the other I'm way, changing the direction oh. because this person posed a question. <laughs> All right, I liked it." Let's go. I always I always try to make sure that we get some of the early uh, super chats so you guys don't get missed out. So disappear. Not OA says, Tim, did you hear about Millie Weaver getting arrested today? I did mention this. And Matthew Hammond then came in right away and said another super chat. Millie Weaver of Infowars and her husband were arrested for burglary on the eve of the release of her documentary on people funding the riots and Russian hoax. Same way they went after James O'Keefe. Hmm. I don't know anything other than she got arrested. I'm, gonna I'm not familiar tomorrow. with her work. Yeah. I know that she follows me on Twitter. I don't follow Infowars. Um, not a big fan of Infowars. Yeah. But that, I'm not going to say anything cause about people I don't know other than I watched the video of her getting arrested and it's weird. That timing is weird. I don't know about that. The timing's weird, but uh, I think the best we can do is just make sure everybody knows. Yeah. Because if it is something nefarious, then everyone knows. Yeah. Good. Like they know yeah. she got arrested. Right. And they know, you know, she's got to go fund me and stuff like that. Perfect. Um, but I'll be honest, man. Sometimes people get indicted for things. That's I true. do think it's really weird because, like, what did they burgle? That they broke into someone's house or yeah, something? Yeah, a building lot more or? detail. Yeah, it's they weird. I really don't know. If a grand jury did it, man, they're, 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 I, I think we need to get to a point where we have a really good system with, with English common law, presumption of innocence. I think we can build upon this and do better with technology, you know? We sure could, or they could just use us, use it to keep track of all our faces and, and oh trust man, the and just lock everybody and, up. Yep, just pre, lock everyone pre-crime. up. Pre crime, pre crime. Hannah Florian says, "Tim, thank you for being willing to challenge the popular narrative. That's something few people seem interested in doing these days. Appreciate it." King Canuck says, "Say with drama, but if CNN is fake news and Fox is fake news and you're fake news, then who the hell's flying the, this narrative?" Hope you're having a good night, both of you. Keep up the keep up the whatever you do. We will. <laughs> Matthew Hammond says, was the original intent of Timcast IRL that you would interview people one on one and Lydia would feed you info and manage sound and video? For the most part, yes. Yeah, pretty much. And we've talked about it um, because of covid. We couldn't and we, we couldn't book any guests. Yeah, but now we have actually guests actually I'm sorry. The real the original version of Timcast IRL was supposed to be a vlog in a van. Yeah. So I built the van and I said this over and over and the intent was I would do my normal shows in the van. And then once I finished, we'd be in some random place and then I would do a vlog on the ground so we could actually do field reporting, meet with locals and random average Joes. 
impossible to do. Yeah. With with that van, you would need like a full bus. I would need like a tour bus to be able to pull that off because you need two or three people, people who can drive. You know, you, you, I have to be able to stop to do my normal recordings. Then we need to organize and set up interviews with people. I think it would be an amazing show. Like imagine just pulling up into literally the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma on the panhandle, and then just showing up and there's like a town of 500 people. And there's like some dude and he's like, I would love to talk to you about how I feel about what's going on. We totally did that on the way back from California. Remember like talk to stopped? random people? Yeah, we talked to this lady in the gas station. I was like, yeah. where the heck is Tim? And I went back in. That was in Arizona. Lady. Yeah. And she was straight up like, we're not concerned about any of this at all. We're all preppers. We got nothing to worry about. This lady told me this hilarious story. She's like, my husband looks over at me and he says, man, should we go buy toilet paper? And she, she, she she's like, I looked at him and I laughed and I was like, <laughs> we got three months in the in the cupboard over there. She's like, we're preppers. And I was like, that's a great story. That it's hilarious. Great. I love that story. Yeah, we only ever hear from city folk. Right. Big city people with big cameras. And it's really difficult to go to the middle of nowhere. Well, it turns out if you just stop at a gas station and ask a lady what she thinks, she will tell you what she thinks. Then you get a really interesting yep. story. I love that. That was a lot of fun, that trip. So anyway, that was the original idea. Then I was like, basically, we should have more guests on. Mm-hmm. And we did. We initially had several. And then COVID just stopped everything. <sighs> and then all of a sudden... So, so the, the goal of the show is to do basically what we already do with new segments. We have stories, but here's the way I see it. I'm interested in what some other people think about news stories where they might not be experts, the polit- explore the political opinions of, you know, uh, certain experts. Yeah. Not necessarily on what they're an expert on. Yeah. So get like a biologist's take on what's happening in, I don't know, somewhere like overseas or something. Or Greta Thunberg. Yeah, you're exactly. a biologist, man. You deal with like all the stuff. Like we see this lady saying, "How dare you?" Right. Well, what would be the impact of what she's saying? But it's also average people. Yeah. Like I, too. I really, I really would love to find regular people who, follow, who you know, who are just like, "Here's what's going on in my industry." I'm not going to expect them to know about you know who voted for what and who's elected to where, but it would be amazing to actually sit down with someone and say, you know, Donald Trump is doing this executive order. Right. What's going on with your paycheck? And then have like a plumber or, you know, an office worker or someone just be like, my, my friends, here's what we're seeing because we don't get it. And I wonder, I wonder why we don't get it because it's, you get more clicks when you, when you, you stick a name on something. We like celebrity. Yeah. So I never, so, so ultimately the show will never have someone's name. It'll never be like Timcast IRL with this person. Ideally, we may have done it in the past. The goal is to be like, you know, Timcast IRL dash and then news. Yeah. And then we'll be sitting down with someone who's like a regular person or certain experts in certain areas and just generally have people to hang out with and talk. We'll see how that we'll see what, what ends up happening. Yeah, we're gonna whatever hang happens, out. be cool. All right, let's see what we got in the super chat. Nate says, would it be possible to address the Adam thing? If you have and I missed it, point me to it. Y'all seem to gel. All of a sudden, a bunch of Tim and Adam theory vids popped up in my feed. And in the chat, I'm seeing all kinds of crazy. It's people have a right to privacy, man. So I'm not trying to be mean, and I know everybody wants to know everything all the time, but I think I respect, you know, I work in journalism, I have sources, there's a certain point where you don't reveal people's private information, and it's just really about we as people and the things we do. I just, sorry, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm i sure if if you, you know, did something with your family, you'd be like, it's it's nobody's business. The, the challenge for, for us is that we, we're on a show, so it's like... You know, everybody wants to know the nitty gritty details of everything. And I think people just have a right to privacy. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're ultimately the goal is to make sure that everybody is doing things that are successful and everything is literally successful. So Adam's got his show he's setting up. 
and it's Adam Cast IRL on YouTube. And I think he's going to, I don't know if he's changing the name, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll be shouting him out. He's, he's, his, his channel is still on the channel and everything. And we're going to make sure that his show becomes massive and he does really, really well because he's, yeah. he's a good dude. He's a Hopefully great dude. So. And, and he's good at what he does. All right, let's see where we're at. Christy Goddard says, I want to see Biden in front of a congressional hearing regarding Russiagate, like Barr had to sit through. Not for the truth, well, uh, not for the truth we'll never hear, but for the pure entertainment value. <laughs> That's fair. He wouldn't be able to answer properly. And then they'd accuse him of, uh, uh, of perjury because he spoke improperly. Yeah, right. No, they he wouldn't. He says the wrong <laughs> they word. They totally would, yeah. Silver Bull Steve says, hey, Tim and Lydia, Tim, for your jam session, would you consider making a parody of Jamie's Got a Gun? It could be Tim's Got a Gun. Keep it the great work. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna figure out what's going on with the format and everything. To, to be honest, we were supposed to close on a deal two days ago for the new space, for the new companies, for the new ethics and everything, like the, the fact-checking site and all that stuff. And it was supposed to be two days ago. And we've been stuck in purgatory because of COVID. So this has been very troublesome. And, but the ultimate goal is going to be like a, full, a real set design. I mean, we have this. It's, 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 fa- it's cool. It's fancy. But it, it's a little makeshift. And I've a- I'm actually talking with some companies about legit construction and design and expansion. And we want to have like a legit music area. And I actually want to have music, musical guests. There are a lot of musicians that are very well known. Some of them quite outspoken now on social media that you'd think are like far left, but they're actually, you know, whatever it is we are liberal. I mean, you're conservative. I don't know. You know, I don't know what I am because I keep taking these different tests and they keep giving me different things. What do they tell you you are? Well, they tell me I'm like libertarian. They tell me I'm traditional conservative and I feel pretty stodgy sometimes. I don't know. Whatever we are. I get liberal on most things. Um, It's, you know, I did the the, the Hidden Tribes test. It says traditional liberal. Yeah. The Moral Foundation said I was conservative. Yeah. Like what? I never knew. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Because it, it, you know, even a few months ago, I said I was left liberal. I was like, I wonder what my opinion changed on. I think it actually became more pronounced. Not that my opinions have changed, just I'm more sure of myself. Yeah, I think that kind of happens as you get older, too. But the moral foundations thing is interesting because you can be a liberal with strong moral foundations. It's just that almost all liberals only have two of six. Yeah. That's which crazy. Seems mildly unbalanced. Yeah. BP, thanks for that super chat. Let's see. Jeremy Smith says, check out Millie's Shadowgate on YouTube just dropped today. It's why I left the military under Obama administration. It literally why we voted DJT and and why so much fake news. Interesting. Shadowgate. And she just got arrested. Hmm. C. Jung the Great says, full stop, Millie Weaver dropped the doc. She did it as soon as she was notified of her arrest, probably an early edit. It's a doc that tells of a shadow government program of using contractor intel agents to attack political enemies. Creepy. Interesting. I mean... If I, 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 I'm not a conspiracy guy, but I'll I definitely it. think there are people who, you know, work in concert and, and conspire in certain ways. I don't think people are well organized enough to have any real kind of conspiracy. But I do think, I mean, there's, there's that guy in that jail. You know what I True, mean? True. I do know that one thing that happened <laughs> one guy. to that poor guy. What? what? Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> what? There was a guy in a jail and, uh. He's no yeah. longer with us. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Strange. Let's see. Seth Adam Smith says, has anyone else noticed how eerily similar our current situation is to Dark Knight Rises? Quarantine City, taking down the economy, a war against cops, and a billionaire playboy. I nominate Tim for Commissioner Gordon. No, man. No, man. Uh, let's see. Vash Specter says, thank you for all the honesty you give us. As a truck driver, 
tons of U-Hauls with luxury cars in tow on I-40 leaving Cali and messages from my company and other truckers to avoid I-9095 due to Black Lives Matter protests or don't stop if you do hit somebody, call 911. I saw that. Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, one of my friends is a trucker and he's like, this is something that I saw go by. You don't stop. You might slow down if you think that's the right thing to do. This yeah. is not a direct quote. This is, I'm paraphrasing here. But yeah, that is the, the going wisdom is to not stop. Eric Anderson says, you're right. This year has started more speculation than I've ever seen. You talked about conspiracy theories. Have you read about the Great Reset yet? If you want some good entertainment and, and get you thinking. Hmm. What is the Great Reset? You know what that is? I think it's a book and I think we have it. Oh. We have so many books. We have so many books. So many books. I'm really excited for when we finally get to the new space. I have a headache over all of this. Listen, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you guys something. We're two days past when we're supposed to have closed. We're all crammed in a, in, a sp- in a space. The time keeps on ticking. It's crazy in the media. The relentless lies. It's all relatively stressful. But uh, we have a bunch of books. And I'm very excited for this new space where we're actually going to have big bookshelves and all of the books you guys send us. If you go to TimCast.com slash donate, there is a P.O. box. You can mail whatever, and people mail us crazy stuff, but feel free to, you know, whatever. We got a bunch of books. We got, we got so many books. Some of them are nuts. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I especially love the crazy books because I really oppose book burning, and I think the crazy, the crazy books are the fun ones. It occurs to me that when the book burning happens, and I'm not saying if anymore, we're going to have all the craziest books, and I credit all of you guys, and I love it, and I'm so glad we have all of them. We'll have, like, the last copies of these books. Here's another, another one from a trucker. Grim Pickens says, I'm a trucker. I've been back and forth East Coast to West Coast, and I don't see any Biden stuff aside from the rare sticker. Trump, though, is everywhere, even in California, everywhere. Keep up the good work. Nice to see Lids voicing her opinion more. Well, she's literally doing that. Yes, I am. It's great. So you know what would make me feel good? A 49-state landslide for Donald Trump. That would feel very You know good. why? Why? It's nothing to do with Trump. It's everything to do with the American people coming together and being unified and an end of the political division. I guess theoretically, you could have that with Biden, mm-hmm. but I don't believe that the Democrats are unified. Oh, they're not. Right. No. So the Democrats right now, you get the far left, you get the moderates, and they, they hate each other. There's no way to bridge that gap. And I think they thought Kamala, Kamala would do that. You called her Kamala Again, earlier? Again, I know. I'm sorry. They Kamala. Called, they called. They did a whole thing, a CNN, on like Tucker Carlson being a racist. <laughs> so, oh and, and he got yelled at, and he was like, he did the brow thing. He's like, what? And they were like, the, the guy on the show was like, it's Kamala. And he was like, okay. And they ran with that. He's like, are you talking to me about this, Any, really? Anyway, I, oh my gosh. I totally cut you off. No, you're good. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Kamala. I think they thought she would bridge that gap, and she is not going to do that. No. I saw a comment. It was really funny. On Facebook, somebody said something like, I won't vote for Biden, but let's be real. It's easier to overthrow a milquetoast moderate than it is a fascist dictator. And I started laughing. And I'm like, what if that's the reason the far left really wants Biden? Because Trump is right. Biden's America will be chaos and riots in the street because they know he won't do anything to stop them. Yep. Think about this. Portland is still going on. The, the feds were sent in to secure the courthouse. Donald Trump was like, we're shutting it down. No, no, no ifs, ands, or buts. And they all started crying. Actually, it reminds me of Seamus, uh, Freedom Tunes video where the, the far-offs, they're all crying. It's hilarious. It's amazing. They're, and then as soon as the guy puts his gun down, they go, get him, and they beat him up. Yeah. Trump said, no dice. The feds are there. We will not back down. The DHS, we will not back down. 
The state said, how about we have our police come in and help deescalate? They said, fine. The state police today bailed out. They were like, we can't do this. You're not prosecuting people. We are done because the riots kept happening. Yeah, what's the point? So what do you think happens when if Biden wins? Do you think all of a sudden he's going to be like, it's time. It's time. To, listen, look fat. We're going to crack down. Send out these law you know, enforcement officers. These things. Or is he going to be like, look fat. People are peacefully protesting. Those are firebombs of peace. I'm kidding. But I think what will end up happening is Joe Biden, like all the Democrats, will just be like, it's, it's like you got, you got a kid in the, in the candy store screaming, I want the Sour Patch Kids. And the mom's like, okay, honey, if I, will you be quiet? Oh, he's yelling at me. And like, instead of being like, the, shut your mouth, stop yelling in public and telling the kid what to do. Mm-hmm. The Democrats are like, whatever you say, dear, while they're screaming and having a temper tantrum. At the federal level, Donald Trump is saying law enforcement. Yep. The Democrats at the state and city level are doing nothing. Yep, and it shows. What? What? Where was it? Was it Utah where they were like, "We are not Seattle" or something? Yeah. Uh, no, it was. Oh, wasn't it Oklahoma City? Was it? I don't think. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah they were like, like "We that. are not." It was this Tulsa. Is not was it Tulsa? Tulsa. Yep. This is not Seattle. And, and they like arrested everybody. They like, did. <laughs> like salted the earth is great. Yep. Yep. All right. We'll read a couple more, and then we're getting uh, we're getting ready to wrap oh, up. Oh man, yeah. Let's see. What is this? Will Rushing says, "Did you hear about the military using UFO tech for new equipment?" Just recently dropped hard to find details. Just recently dropped hard to find details. Interesting. Oh, cool. Let's see. Uh, Connor Astrin says, can you put a list of all the books you have? That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, we'll have to put it together. We have a massive amount of books. We do. And uh, once we get a big shelf, I think we will do like a high res photo yeah. and then catalog them. As and we, you know, as we pack them to move, we could do that too. Yeah, we can catalog. We like we get some crazy ones. Someone sent me like a mat. I get manifestos all the time. Yep. Like it's wow. It's it's like I'll get a packet and I'll be like, it's a manifesto. Manifesto. And it's like somebody will type up a hundred plus pages. I'm really impressed by the amount of work they put into it. I don't have any time to read someone's like it's personal hundred yeah, page I'm you know like, thing. So I, I you know I no I'm not trying to be disrespectful or yeah, anything. Much respect for that. Yeah. Following so, through on that. That's amazing. White, white balance on the camera. Yeah, no, yeah. no blue shirts on the back of chairs. Yeah. turned out it turned her into a twi- uh, turned lady into a twi- into a tomato. The best I can't speak. tomato, frankly. Okay, everybody. Yes, we are. Uh, it is past ten. Um, no jam session. Um, we're gonna we're gonna figure out how we're, you know, pushing things up and getting things in gear, and um, we're gonna hang out and do live shows, and that's just what we're gonna do. So thanks thanks for hanging out. We'll be back Monday. Of course, we'll have clips up of the show today, tomorrow. Yep. Monday, we will be back. And of course, I do all my morning segments. So for those that didn't don't know this, I think most of you do. I do basically, it's like four, four and a half hours of like recorded content every day. So you can check out TimCast.net, which links to my main channel. And you can go to TimCast.com slash donate. Down at the bottom, there is a donate. There's a PO box. You can send us cool things. And uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor at TimCast. And you can also follow at Sour Patch Lids, so that, L-Y-D-S, right? on Twitter and Parlor. There we go. And uh, we will be back. We'll be back uh, Monday at 8 p.m. Correct. Thanks for hanging out, everybody, and we will see you all next time. Bye, guys.